Hey everybody, welcome to Kafaro Cast. I am here with Aaron Snyder, and this is yours truly, Chris Rowe. Aaron, what are you up to today? Um, not much. It was negative three <laughs> degrees at my house, so uh, I did a podcast with Stickbow Chronicles on a poverty gear list uh, earlier today, and I uh, made up some more arrows. So nothing, nothing too exciting today. I did work out. Phil signed us up for an eighteen-mile-long road march to raise food for the poor in May. And, uh, I'll be honest, I've been lifting a lot and not doing much cardio. Um, I have to actually start doing cardio cause I, I don't want to be the, the a-hole falling out the back of the group. Cause it's what happened with backpack cardio and running it, up the mountain all day long. I know. Well, whitetail fit kills that. Uh, so what, what happened? I just, I whitetail hunted forever. I got back and I was sick and then shows and in, in, in Arizona. So it's not like I had any issue in Arizona, but at the house, I don't do, I mean, I'm sure I'll get some kind of uh, comment about being a, a pussy, but, uh, dude, it's cold at my house. I mean, this morning is negative three. I get no pleasure from, so I do cardio on the treadmill. Um, but if it gets to, like, today when I get back, we'll snowshoe. But these, like, that three-month section of shows and whitetail, everything goes downhill badly. Um, and yes. it's hard to be in a whitetail camp and eat truly really healthy um because now with with scott my buddy in texas they do we eat meat every night it's pretty healthy but you know overall inevitably you're grabbing a snickers or something at a gas station or whatever but i've i've stayed um i mean i haven't really gained any weight the problem is is in this i when i got on testosterone replacement therapy i put on 15 pounds of muscle it was noticeable hiking in with Frank because he was killing me going in. So I, I need to lose a little bit of muscle because I'm, I'm just packing more than I need to be. And it, I mean, it wait 12,000 feet. You feel it. I mean, I can, it's a noticeable difference. Well, for me. you're in a, you, but yeah, but you're in a, what do you live at 10 now? Yeah. That's right going to help 10. greatly. I'm, what am I down at? What am I about 5,000? Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I was out here, I literally this morning meeting a guy and, and walking a property with him and we walk up an irrigation ditch and I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, what the freaking <laughs> heck is this crap? I'm jeez, oh, Pete. So no, I know I, I get done with elk season usually ends up pretty well. And then I go right back to Kansas and start in with our deer stuff. And it just, yeah, no, I've got, I think end of summer I was doing pretty darn well. I was sitting right around 185, which is which is good. I'm I'm happy with that. I think I'm about 195 right now, so I've got a little uh, jelly roll. I gotta I gotta whittle away at these next several. See, and weeks, I'm good months. like that part. I just like literally I went from um, oh like like bench. We got a gym at the house now, which which helps as far as working out, but. I still do push-ups and pull-ups, but but I started doing like deadlifts. So I'm doing like straight leg deadlifts. It's hard to because I it's not like I talked about strength before, but I went now to where I do three sets of twenty seventy pound uh, bench incline with dumbbells. That helps you none in the mountains, right? So um, you know, or, or I I do like just kind of charting it or whatever with what I've got going on on different lifts. I've gained a, a ridiculous amount of strength, but like in Arizona, thank God I live at 10,000 feet or I probably would have died because, you know, climbing up or whatever, I didn't have any issue, but I'm, I'm probably, I kind of my plan or whatever is, is, is to drop maybe five pounds of muscle and lean up a little bit more because you're a little bit, how old are you? 
I'm going to be 48 in two days. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you've got a little bit on me, so a, a good example. When I started to notice, like, at 40, like, I haven't lost a step, but I feel the steps I've taken. Correct. Like, there you go. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's the thing that I have. I, I know, and this is, I mean, and I talked about this yesterday about, you know, fitness. I haven't been doing, since I moved to Kansas, I have not been doing upkeep on what I should be doing. And what I find is I still have the, the recovery rate. I still, I, I get weak and tired quicker, but I still rebound quick. So I just, it's like these little starts and stops. Whereas in the past it was just, all right, let's just throw it on and go and just go and just keep going. Now I've got to stop, catch my breath, go a little bit more, stop, catch my breath, go a little bit more, or just crawl along a little slower. And, and I've noticed now with my, I'm just physically, you can look at my legs and I'm like, man, I've lost, I've, I've got some, I've got to get back to where I was, but it's hard when you're in Kansas and all flat. Basically what I have to work on is a uh, grain elevator that my uh, <laughs> landowner put up that I can run up and down stairs. On. I, I, uh, I will say after that, I didn't realize how low my testosterone was. Um, yeah, I'll raise my hand on that one. Once I started taking it so when frank where i noticed is i was on for a while and we would do back park cardio down here and i'd have amy we live on the top of conifer mountain so it's a god-awful climb i'd have her drop me off four or five miles from the house with 45 pounds and head up to the house perfect frank was crossfitting it up at the time right so frank and i don't hang out that like we don't especially now that i live up there the most hanging out we ever did was shooting and stuff for cardio so now frank and i don't Hardly ever, not that it, there's yeah. anything wrong, right? I just live yeah. up in the mountains. He yeah. lives down here. Yeah. Anyway, and he fell in love. But we were apart for quite some time training. So we're loaded up with 50-pound packs, and we head in to scout, and he's he's killing me. Like he's, I mean, literally, I'm like, my, like my, I'm like, my teeth are going numb. Um, that kind of like oxygen deprivation. And, and my VO2 max is, is good. And I'm like, Frank, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I'm like, I know where we're going. I'm I'll an old man up. now. I'll catch up. Well, and that's when I'm like, okay, seven months ago, I was crushing Frank at cardio. And I'm like, it's got to be the, you know, the muscle I've put put on is certainly not helping, right? So the what I noticed, though, is we get to the top, and uh, and he beat me easily by a couple hundred yards, and it could have been more, I'm sure. But what was great was the next day, zero issues, no problem, not sore. And that's where I was like, okay, last year I ran with Frank all day. We got back here, and the next day I was sore. And then this year, well, last year now, I'm like, oh, I'll take that all day. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. a slower yeah. time in, and then because I could go all day the next day and the next day and the next day, yep. where with recovery, sore hips and, you know, just calf muscles, just sore muscles, it, it takes a toll, a, a big toll. And now, you know, having that – you know, and I talk about this in seminars, the no mountain too high with common sense involved mentality. A lot of animals get saved because of where they are at a certain time, meaning there's a giant bull, but I'm not going over there. Yeah. I've it, never yeah. have and still don't suffer. I do dumb shit, right? To, to get there, it was nice to know now that maybe I won't be quite as sore the next day, you know, because we were putting on some miles back there. Did TRT, uh, what what did that do for you? Because I think, I I mean, I've, I've had a couple of my friends now do it and check into it, and every single one of them has been like, holy hell, I should have done this before. I, I need to do it. At this, I've got some, we've got 
some cancer issues in my family. We've got some health issues external to me that may have made me think, okay, I probably ought to, I haven't seen, I haven't had a physical since I was in the military. Yeah. Same boat. You know? And so I have no, well, no, I can't say that. I did a couple years back. I went ahead and had some, I, I had a weird, I don't, yeah, long story short, I went in and did the full cardiac or the, the full heart work up, just make sure my heart was, everything's perfect on that. But I just see that I'm like, man, I just, I don't feel the same as I did before. Obviously I'm 48 now, but I mean, obviously I, I don't feel the same like I did before. So here's, here's where I was at. And the closest thing I had to a physical was emergency room visits. They do a pretty good checkup. Like I had yeah. double lung pneumonia, but I never had a full physical, right? We knew my blood pressure was really low and my blood was really thin. It always has been. One of the reasons now, since I started test, I haven't gotten but two migraines. I think it's because my, my blood's thickened up. So, because they check that too, right? They check your liver and your kidney and whatever, all kinds of other shit. And I tested great on all of them before. And then I, afterwards, I get checked every three months. I just had one and um, my blood was thick two times in a row, mostly because they tested my blood at nine. I drank a coffee, a pre workout, and went and worked out and didn't drink any water. Um, okay, so I wasn't as horny, I wasn't as motivated. And when I say motivated, anything, even fletching arrows. Correct. Like, I'm with you. Um, I'm tracking. So the moment I started taking it, the two o'clock lull is what I'd call it. I'd be like kind of crashing out and just not feel like I used to where I'd go all the time. Now, like Amy's laughing because, you know, she she sees it, you know, like, all right, honey, I'm going to go downstairs and fletch some arrows, sharpen some broadheads, and I'm going to probably go take the dog for a walk. I wasn't like that. I just was sitting on the couch or trying, you know, drink a coffee, like, wake up, Aaron, and I don't have that now. And I sleep substantially better. I mean, you know, I've only slept three to four hours a night. Now I'm at six to seven. Um, and But I take growth hormone, too. Um, and that, that helped out a lot. So when you – doctors listening in can chime in later, but when you don't sleep, it you have trouble oh, yeah. producing growth hormone. So – I wasn't producing very much, and so I take I take um, a peptide, I think it's what it's called, for 10 weeks, and then I don't take it for a while, and I take it again. Like in Arizona, that was the first hunt in my life sleeping on a cot, so we weren't on the ground, but I literally was like, whew, I was having trouble waking up, which was a good feeling because usually I'm up three hours before everyone else, and there I was getting up at 4, 4.30, which is still crazy early for some people, but for me— yeah. I, and I felt recovered, you know, so it's, yeah, I mean, I can't suggest I need, it I, enough. I need to have, I, I need to just, I've got to get a health work up and just see what's going on. But yeah, I've just noticed one thing that's frustrating to me lately is just my short-term memory. I mean, it'll, it'll just, I'll be doing stuff and I'll be like, all right, and I'll set this down and I'll turn around and go out and I'll just completely forget what the heck I just did and come back later. I'm like, God damn, what the... And focus, yeah, same thing. You just, you just motivation levels are just different. And I, you know, obviously there's a bunch of that that can be chalked up to just general overall fitness. If you're just not, if your, if your heart isn't working efficiently and your, your lungs aren't working efficiently, you're, of course you're going to be tired. But I know some of it's probably got to do a little bit more with some. Well, when you get tested, it definitely was an eye opener for me. And mine wasn't low, low. I, I mean, it was low, but I was a three. 375 on normal test. My free test was really low and my growth hormone was low. Um, you know, the moment I started, I mean, it was fairly instant. You know what I mean? And, and the other thing too, like, and guys have trouble talking about this. I don't give a shit. I wasn't as horny as I used to be. And, you know, not that's not necessarily like um, mutually 
like exclusive to certain things. I'm learning this, but I'm like, okay, I went from being a rabbit to like a, you know, 40 year old house man, right? Like, you know, with a beer belly. And I'm like, well, that totally changed, right? To, to normal. Like, I'm not like a rabbit again or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm normally, you know, horny where before, it you're, was, in, you're you're generally interested like you used to be generally interested. Yeah, like, you know, your wife walks across the house without her top off immediately. Yeah, I'm like a deer. Like, what's that? Where before I'm like, huh, I'm tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Adam Sandler said it best when you're, you're 20, you're like, ah, fuck my parents. I hate my parents. When you're 30, you're like, fuck the government. I hate the government. When you're 40, you're like, man, I really like to take a nap. And <laughs> I didn't think, and you know, and it's weird because- like I still get to the top of the mountain fast, still strong, still whatever. And but there's things that I was noticing, like we talk about the two in the afternoon. Like, how would I not want to build an arrow? It's easy. I'm with but, you, dude. I'm you, with you. But you, I didn't want to. I'm with you. <laughs> or, you know, things like uh, waxing my boots. You wouldn't think that was this epic task. Yeah, but but, but you're be. like, really? Is that really what I wanted? Yeah. And you've got 18 <laughs> of those little things, and you're like, I just don't care. I just don't care. Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, we need to. Okay, dude. Here we are. We see each other like what every four months, six months, or whatever. We Ish. need to. We need to. We need to talk about some meat, dude. What? What? What controversial shit should we wade neck deep into and piss everyone off about? Um. I think. Okay. So <laughs> one of the recent things that came across my plate was. Um, the top 20 uh, social media females you should follow on Instagram. So my buddy Brady. How do you get that stuff? Why, where, wife, where, why, why did I get that? So my buddy uh, Brady, for, um, they're in Dakota. Um, his wife was like on the list, right? But she she kills shit and she. Oh, so this is, okay. So if this is from an outdoor industry or are you just talking about just general females, period? Are you talking about outdoor whip? industry? Okay, all right, all right. outdoor industry huntresses. Um, so Kristen was on the list. Okay. Kristen recently stayed at the house, but she's a hell of a cook and works, you know, fitness and 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 shoots animals. So, so here's the list, and I don't want to get myself into too much trouble because I don't know all of these people. But shortly after Amy showed me this, the memes were f- flying through. Like, I have no idea what memes are made of me. I'm sure there's multiple, but I've got lots of huntress memes flying through the air. So the the question was posed to me in a group text later of what substantiates, you know, deserving a follow or, or, or listening to someone. So to me, if I want to learn to golf, I don't take advice from a golfer that doesn't put the ball in the hole or has a lot of social media likes. I take a, advice from a golfer who's good at his, his, his profession, right? Yeah, they 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 have the goods to back it up. They they've accomplished, they have accomplished themselves in their skill, and then they want to help you do what they accomplished. So let's use because Henry doesn't mind Henry Ferguson. Okay, not going to take diet advice from Henry Ferguson. Okay, <laughs> no. I'm not going to take fitness advice from Henry, but Henry kills mule deer. Yes, and he does. he does it a certain way that's different than I do it, and he's very good at the way he does it. Um, my, my buddy, Alex, he's got a whole different deal. He does killing big mule deer and okay. But they, they all have something at the end of that, you know, tunnel yeah. is an animal on the ground. 
whatever the case may be, however they're doing it. In the case with Henry's good at finding pocket bucks, right? Like heavily pressured pocket bucks. Alex has land out east and, and he, he hunts in the mountains too, but he's good at finding those governor's tag deer out there driving around. Same shit you do. Pounding the pavement, right? right? You got to be out there to find them. You know, me, I do the backpack hunting thing. I'm a gear guy. Okay. So I said this on the Stickbow podcast. I'm not a great whitetail hunter because I had tons of people asking me, I'm a good soldier. Chris says, sit in this stand. I'm going to sit in that stand. And I want you to sit there all day. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, and if you say, yeah. Aaron, if you can sit there all day, you should. I'm going to sit there all day. If you say, hey, it's super cold this morning, get in there around nine or c- go eat and come back in and hop in at 11, that's what I'm going to do. If if Scott says, Aaron, at eight o'clock, if you haven't seen any action, try and break those antlers in half, beat them to death. That is what I'll do. So I'm not a good whitetail hunter. I'm a good listener, right? You're, you're a good listener and you're a good executioner, mm. both in what you've been told to do and making it happen when they do come through your you know, shooting com- lane. Common sense. Yeah. Don't make, you know, don't make sudden movements, right? Don't, you know, as simple as get the mud off your boots because when that shit falls, they look towards you through the, through the platform. Things that people, I'm surprised say, don't think about. Okay. So if in, in women and men, but we're talking about this list. Would you, how many, okay, so there was one. <laughs> you seem to be tipped out, tiptoeing around, like just oh. spit it out. So out of the list, because I don't want anybody to hate me, okay, does it justify them giving advice? And this is for men and women on a list. If they've only shot private land, gimme hunts. And what, not all private land hunts are gimmies by any means, because I've hunted some <laughs> private land hunts that were, I think I would have rather been on public. Um, but does going to Africa and shooting six animals count? Does hunting a high fenced area and shooting a 27 point buck count? Or do you look at it? They're doing good in the outdoors. They're getting women in the outdoors and it's just good because they're in the outdoors and it's better than being an anti-hunter. I, I think that actually, I think there's a little bit of both of that, but I think it has to, in my, just purely my opinion, I am going to evaluate their genuine message in what they're saying and how they're saying. So for instance, say someone is going to go to a high fence ranch and they're going to go and sit on it. If they're going to go to a high fence ranch and then they're going to talk about, we are at this ranch. And what was cool is I could come out here and get myself in front of animals and, and get some trigger time, get get some trigger time. And I got to learn and you see what they were doing and blah, 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 blah. And that is the message. And, and talking about how cool it was to be out there and getting meat and blah, 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 blah. That's to me, that's genuine. Now, I may not value hunting in a private small enclosure, high fence place, but as long as the message that was was relayed was genuine, then I think the public can either follow or not follow that person based on their genuine message that they're giving. Now, if that person and and this is the one and I just talked about this at the IS a little bit at the ISC and we can dive in weeds if you want. But this year I had a real tough time because there's been several people that I know I know who they are and I see their Instagram or Facebook and I'm like, that is, that's fraud. Your entire thing is fraud. So if you're going to go hunt a high fence ranch and then you're going to turn right around and say, well, let me, let me use a perfect example from me this year. Okay. (laughs) Your answer is almost identical to mine to my wife. Perfect. So, so no, so this, this, we, I manage a bunch of ground in Kansas and it's about, we're on year six and it's, it's paying off. It's, it is paying off. We are having fun. 
Okay. And then one of our other neighbors to our west has a couple hundred acres that he has he hasn't really done a lot of management, but he's just stayed out of it and he very minimal impact. So that piece of property has some great animals on it. There's this tiny little postage stamp of ground in between us two. Well, this guy, this rich guy that had a lot of money, uh, made an offer to the guy that owns that little piece of postage stamp between us, more money than he could turn down. And so the landowner owned it, sold it to this, this guy out of state, um, for his own personal family hunting. Like, okay, well, whatever, not a problem. Well, long story short, his strategy was to buy the ground and immediately pay someone to go hang a tree stand right on our fence line and put a corn pile right on our fence line and then go over to our neighbor and put a tree stand and put a corn pile right on the neighbor's line. <laughs> so all he's doing is he's he's just hunting as much movement off of his neighbors as he can. Well, We've got people as well. I've got an outfitter doing the exact same thing on all of our other fence lines. And, you know, we can have a conversation about that. Bottom line, they can do what they want to do. It's legal. You know what? I may not like it, but oh, well, suck it up, buttercup. It is what it is. Well, so he comes in there. We've got a four-year-old deer on the property. He's a mature deer on the property. Um, We've got a lot of history on him. He shows up on the game cameras and the food plots this year, and I can see he's about 10 inches below what he was last year. And we had a little bit of a dry last part of the summer, and so overall we were about 10 inches down from what we were last year, which was kind of surprising given how much good soybean we had. So me, landowner, and a couple of the other people that have hunted there for a long time, we were like, you know what, if we can, we ought to give this deer a pass and just just see if another year lets him bounce back to what we thought he could be now don't get me wrong he's a big body deer he's a good looking buck but he just on average you think every deer was everything down. was down so he just didn't have on top what i thought he should have had this year and so we were all just going to say you know what yeah let's go ahead now if we had a couple new hunters and like new like a, uh, we had a young lady come hunt this is her first big game hunt we had a new uh, guy that you know just anyway we had new hunters coming in and i figured you know what if if a brand new hunter sees that deer and we just happen to be in the right place and they want to shoot him, go ahead because it'd be a great deer for him. Those of us that have been on the landscape for a while and have been putting the, the sweat equity in, we were like, well, let's see if we can let him pass, if, if we can let him pass. Well, as it's going to happen, this new landowner, he's had the property for effectively like two months. The deer walks out in front of him, he shoots it. He posted on social media. I'm like, you know what? If he had posted on social media, hey, had a quick trip to Kansas, bought a new property. Holy hell, had had this guy walk out. You know, God is good or whatever you want to say. Uh, got a great deer. Awesome. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That'd be great. But then he had to do it. <laughs> he puts on this line that says, you know, it's just finally nice to see, you know, all the little improvements that we're making on our properties, you know, really paying off. <laughs> I about uncorked. I'm like, you are a fraud in my opinion that's just fraud you misrepresented everything about that deer that picture where you were what you were doing that's that that's bullshit that's yeah. bullshit and in two months you can't really do, do any improvement your improvement anyway. your improvement <laughs> you put corn pile on my fence line and you killed a deer that we've been growing for the past five four or five years come on shut up and and so i look at a social media account and i and i evaluate how truthful they are in their message. Mm-hmm. No one is 
claiming that Joe Rogan is going out and, you know, when he goes and hunts in California. Yeah. No or, one thinks he's hunting the wilderness of California and shooting a giant bull. Or, or anywhere he hunts. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. He's out there talking about hunting in general, and, and he's bringing a different message. He's not going out there and saying, okay, here's this private land bull, and oh, by the way, I was in the backcountry of Wyoming or backcountry of, of Montana, and I, you know, I was able to get this on public land and blah, blah, blah. No. No, there's there's so many social media out there, media, social media accounts out there and people out there that are absolute, pure and un, they're unadulterated fraud. And I'm it's just disgusting. And this is how I explained it. Pretty much what you're saying to to Amy. I said, honey, I, I try not to dive into the huntress thing too much because one, I have a daughter. I want her to be empowered and, and she's a badass girl. I mean, she is. Yeah. <laughs> I said on the same note. Depending upon how you look at it. So you have to take personalities out of it because some people, just because they have a big following, will get mad because maybe they don't and they've killed stuff. Or I mean, there's several women with triple digit followings that I have that have killed like a grouse, right? Like Or whatever. So I, t- I and she's like, does it bother you? I said, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't give a shit. What does bother me is if they're giving advice because they probably don't have the background to, to give it. And when I say, if they're giving advice on some things, then buy, these pants fit well. Great advice. I don't give shit. I, I don't have an ass like a chick. I can't give you that advice. So trying to be neutral in this and not not be a total dick, I'm like, if they're getting people in the outdoors, yep. they're not lying. They're not fabricating. I'm all for it. Yep. Right? That I don't care. Yep. I'm like, what bothers me is Rachel Attila was on the list. She deserves to be on the no list. No idea who she is. She's a badass bitch. Um, she's she's a guide and she's she's legit. Okay. She's on the list. And I looked and I said, so I said, out of all of those, from the ones I know, and I'm leaving Kristen out of this, the ones that I know, um, I said she is a true badass hunter. Now, uh Courtney Levesque was on that list. Courtney loves the outdoors. She, she, I don't feel Courtney fabricates she's a fitness she tries to hunt she's learning she's all about helping people yeah and 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 i'm like okay that's a gen now she writes a book on every post she writes is that my thing i can barely write a letter right like i just post a photo but when she posts that it's a message she feels is correct and i think that's great and if you're if you are i have no problem if someone relays information so if you're going to get out there and say i'm 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 trying a new style of hunt i'm i'm uh, you know like you you well not like you but i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a, uh, my first whitetail hunt and this piece of advice here's what i was told that we've got to come in the stand this way or wear rubber boots for this for if you're going to relay advice as relayed to them i think again that's still a genuine message but if you're going to get out there and you be like all right let me tell you how to, it's I okay, shut up. And, and, and so that's what I was like with, with, with Amy. I said, look, I don't really pay attention too much to the different, the, the huntress accounts. I don't look them as a huntress or a hunter, or I just, I, I just look at everybody. When I say hunter, it's, it's, it's general, right? Yeah. There's, there's no penis or vagina involved yeah. there in the woods. So, when I see Huntress, I kind of laugh at it because I'm like, you're a hunter or you're not. It has nothing to do with the, Set, the, it the does, what's hanging correct. down below your correct. legs. There's no gender-specific shit in hunting. You have a yeah. weapon, you have an animal, and you have two feet. What I look at is the, the message. Are they 
I'm green at this and I'm learning and here's my, my journey. I love that. That's great. When they, st- <laughs> this is goes for men too. Uh, and, and one, I don't want to bring up too, too much that I've worked with you, a false message. Okay. Yeah. In the time you've known me, how many animals have, have I shot roughly? 23 or 24. Um, so yeah, I know. So it could <laughs> being funny, <laughs> but in that time, how many trophies? What has been one thing you've made fun of me from the beginning? Oh, the, your your transition to the struggle stick has been the best thing I think for you. And it, it's made me shoot bigger animals. But correct. I'm a you horrible. Fin- you finally slow down, and you you yeah. It it make it made you slow down and spend time. I have to spend because I can't use my distance. I have to spend more time getting close to the animal, which genuinely means you can shoot the bigger one because th- when they're all bedded. They're all bedded, right? So three and a half to five and a half year old, if you got to get sub 20, you might as well make it from the five-year-old. Yeah. Because it's going to take the same amount of effort. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, is I'm a horrible trophy. Or, or more importantly, more importantly for what I saw with you, oftentimes if, and I don't care if we're talking elk, we're talking about whitetails, oftentimes it's going to be the doe or the, you know, the females and the young of, you know, the younger age class coming in first and the mature animal is going to probably be lagging behind to where you would see a, a good enough younger age class bull, a satellite bull or a good enough younger age class whitetail. And it was already dead before the mature animal got there by the time, but by having to wait, by having to wait, you all of a sudden you see, no, oh, oh shit, no, he is coming and well, shit, I got to wait anyway. Yeah. Before we get on that, because that's something I want to talk about, is I'm a horrible trophy hunter. I always have been. I just, because a, 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 when I say trophy, a mature aid glass, you know, when you're just excited to be in the field and everything excites you, you're going to have a hard time being a mature aid glass hunter. And, and now I, I have to be for what we described. But you really don't want to take advice from me on trophy hunting, right? And, mm-hmm. and I've never professed my faith. Or, or my knowledge, well, when I shoot a big animal, I'm like, well, that was the one that was there. Yeah. I mean, that that's how it is. So It, it worked out. It, yeah. It worked out. And again, people listening in, it's not like I'm a, mature, a, a trophy hunter now. It just works out with the weapon I have. I, I end up being one because if you've low crawled 300 yards and waited seven hours to, to get within a group of animals, you might as well shoot the big one because uh, they're all pretty damn close anyway, <laughs> bedded down, if that makes any sense. Or or like you say, if you have to sit above a, a group of animals and wait to, for that perfect opportunity, that perfect opportunity is greatly enhanced when you can shoot 80 yards. It is minimized significantly, so that time to wait is longer. So you're picking apart things for much longer. You're watching the animal behavior much longer, and you have to use more hunting skills. With all of that that's gone on is I'm to the point now where if I have to wait seven hours, it's going to need to be big. Like Yeah, uh, make it worth your while. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Make it worth your while. So not to detour. So whether it's – and this is men and women. This list just brought it up. I I did a podcast with Josh Bomar. Amazing amount of good feedback – an amazing amount of hate. People hate Josh Bomar for whatever reason, right? And and, and nobody's given and me. And it stems from back from the bear issue. Even before that, you know, he's oh, really? a, oh, fuck, dude, I, I'm like, I know Josh is messy. I know Josh well enough to know he's a good-hearted, good dude. And I'm like, yeah, he's an alpha. He's, he's you know, a bit brash. Or If I had a body like that, I probably would be too. You know, I'm like, 
I like alphas. So like I like hanging out with true alphas, not fake ones. And I'm like, I like him. Well, Amy asked, why did people, because she reads my message, why, why do people hate him? I'm like, fuck, I'm not 100% sure because he shot a couple 200-inch deer, didn't have any fabricated story about it, right? He's you know, tells how it was. And I'm like trying to like break down, okay, is it because they're wealthy? Because he's done well. Is it because he's buff? He's pretty buff. Is it because of his, his, his mentality? That could be. But the bottom line is he donates a ton of money to the poor. He gets a ton of money, people into bow hunting, right? All the things that I looked at. So I don't see the bad that maybe the other people do. I look at huntresses the same way. There is a few that are, what's the word? Um, influencers. That's the there word. There you go. Social media influencers. What are they influencing? So that's the question. Correct. Are they, are they influencing sales? Some, well, and quite honestly, some of them are, I, I, I don't if, know. I don't know what some of these are. You know, I, again, I don't know a lot of these the people that you're talking about. I didn't um, know about half of them, so I don't feel you. Well, bad. I, for for me, well, let, let me let me make it personal to me. I don't really have a problem with the huntresses. You know, the quote unquote huntress. I hate that name too, by the way. But I don't have. If well, you've got a smoke, let's, let's just say. That. Let's Why just do say, you hate that name? I don't it hate just, it because it, it just I, be, I diversity I, is for me like we're all in it together. I, no, I, I, it's just because it's like what what is that? You're a hunter. Yeah, that's you know? what I mean. Like, well, and that's the thing is, I don't. I, it, it just it's just it just never has sit sat well. With, I'm like huntress, probably just, because we're old. But I don't get correct. it either. But, probably anyway. Yeah, go ahead. My <laughs> issue, my issue. I just want you to be genuine. Number one, and number two. I want you to have, I want the information that you're, you're sharing to be accurate and truthful. I don't care what your message is. It may be just ridiculousness. You may, on the hunter's sake, maybe you've got a smoking hot body and you like to wear a little bit of clothes. And by the way, I like to go sit in a tree stand. You know what? Thumbs up. Good for you. If all you care about is collecting people with eye candy and just having fun with who you are, go for it. I don't care. I'm some of the things that I've been seeing, and, and again, this kind of goes back to probably just my core with my education and stuff. But the things that really chat me is well, whether they're videographers, photographers, there's there's this huge influx of people now taking photographs and pictures and video, and they put a photo up or they put a, a like a ten second snippet of video of an elk or a whitetail or you name it or a turkey or whatever. And then they, they tried to say, oh, this, this deer or this deer is doing this or this deer or this elk is doing this from a behavioral standpoint. And it's completely wrong. Elk Foundation posted, and, and I completely forgot that they, I didn't even realize they responded. They posted this, this little clip. Somebody had taken a video of a, a younger age class bull elk basically Bearing its canine teeth and just hissing and gurgling, go, 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 coming into into the camera. It's just this little clip, okay. And then the description under it was like, "What is this sound? What what is this elk doing?" And the whoever filled it in for the Elk Foundation said, "Oh, this is basically the Fleming response of this bull, you know, checking females." And I about lost my shit. I'm like, "You're not." You're not even in the ballpark. <laughs> You're not even even close to what are you talking about? That, no, we can get into it, but no, that is completely opposite. That is a threat response, and most often it's from a, a defense position. Blah blah blah. 
no, you you relayed a piece of clippage and you gave the complete wrong thing. And then all of a sudden I flip around and I see lately a, a prominent photography group post a picture of a bull actually doing the Fleming response. And their caption was this aggressive bull was, you know, coming in looking for a fight and challenging this other bull. I'm like, no. No, that's not what it is. It's just, you can see this is what your heart's into because I I don't even give a shit. I don't it, even read it. Correct. Yeah. You don't even see it. You're like, yeah. ah, it's a picture. I'm like, no, you're telling you're that's false. It's yeah. it's it's false. Well, and I, but I get the the same thing on on gear, right? I oh yeah yeah you, I bet you do because I'll, I'll look at we'll use packs. Okay, there are there are multiple good packs, not just Kafaru on the market, but. You can't put a size 10 boot on a size 12 foot and have the guy say, this is the most comfortable pack I've ever worn. So even if it's a Kafaru on a midget, okay, or or another pack on a, on a giant, if the pack doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And I can tell, me, like you can with the elk. <laughs> you look right at it and you're like. Best you're- pack I've ever worn thinks, and I'm like, you motherfucker liar. Like I'm getting, <laughs> I've calmed down because I'm I'm looking at it like. Your you're, load you, lifters are horizontal. Yeah, what yeah, are you or, talking about? Yeah, they're going backwards, buddy. Or, you know, the belt's not even tight. Or, you know, uh, Cameron carrying rocks up the thing in his pack, no belt. I, I'm, I'm not using him because he said it was the best thing. But if he had, yeah. he would be lying yes. because his yes. belt wasn't even done around his, his waist. Yes. Or, you if know, you're just trying to build shoulders, hey, maybe. There well, you and go. Well, he just goes out because he likes pain, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, And I didn't use him as he said that because he didn't. But when you can look at something immediately and I'm like, okay, you either got it for free, okay, they're paying you, or you're dumb shit. Um, and, or all and, of the above. Oh, yeah. And so for, for for me, I've had to tell guys that use Kafaru, like, hey, dude, that doesn't even fit you. You don't even have your load lifters hooked up. Like, learn the pack before you promote the pack. If the muffler's still warm on the UPS truck, you can't say it's the best. You can say you're excited. You can say it Correct. looks durable. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, great construction. Just, just have some integrity in what you are saying. And that, and this literally, this is exactly what was part of the, the talk I did at the ISC is, is the competing value sets. And, and I went into how people formulate their values and, and how your brain is hardwired um, versus, you know, making it, you know, how you think and how you process. And the fact that there are some people that ends justify the means. Yeah, and we've talked and, about this before. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. I think, and, and it was funny because the talk I gave, it was, it was completely different than, than the types of talks I normally give. And I was nervous. You know, I, I got up there and I'm like, man, part of this could come across me lecturing and, and maybe it's not going to resonate. People are going to, you know, maybe this is, maybe this just isn't going to work. I but bet it went well, didn't it? Holy hell. Well, uh, the first day, no one got up and left, but you could see a bunch of people nodding and, and thinking. And then afterwards, I mean, I don't know how many people came up to me, but I talked for hours and people were like, holy shit. How many people are noticing the bullshit? How many people are noticing the- This the, is crazy. Because it's not just the consumer, companies are noticing it. That the status quo promotion, okay, so for, for me, at one time I could have four camos on at one time. But when I tell you my opinion, you know I've used quite a bit. So I've had three companies cut me a check as a thank you, knowing I'm not going to use their product exclusively. Would that have happened 10 years ago? No way. Fuck no. Yeah. And for me, it, and it's not, there's no contract, they're just like, Thanks. And 
because I spoke, they were like, look, dude, you sell more of our stuff than anybody we pay because you're honest. So yeah. when a guy asks, um, are you, let's use um, Iron Will. We both Perfect. I was going to say that would be the perfect one. Keep going. Um, hey, I, uh, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Do I need an Iron Will? Hey, you don't need it, dude. What kind of money are you making? Uh, I'm an electrician. Yeah, man, you know what? If you end up doing this, this, and this, you could justify it. But if you're on a tight budget, dude, maybe get three, keep them in your quiver. But I'm not, I wouldn't shoot does with iron wheels if you're poor. They'll do the job. You know, they're awesome. I do, right? But, but they're, you know, weighing out what someone makes. Okay. So then you have a guy, you know, which I feel that's a fairly honest response. Like, I'm probably not going to shoot turkeys exclusively with an iron wheel. Um, Broadhead, I might, you know, it depends on how many wide cuts he has in stock, but you could get it done with something else, right? But yeah. that iron wheel broadhead is badass. If you're financially stable, fire away. Yeah. If you're on a budget, save the iron wheels for a, a really important hunt where you need penetration. You need the the best. Uh, Valkyrie, same way. Valkyrie, you know, awesome head. Do you want to shoot turkeys with it? If you got a $100,000 a year job and you're not married, no kids, fuck yeah, shoot, fire away. But there's other broadheads that can do the same thing. Or or, and I, and, or I could even argue even better. You know, I with turkeys, with this example, I love Iron Will, but if I'm going to put a client in the blind and he's going to ask me, he or she's going to ask me what head to use, I'm going to tell him put a freaking gargantuan mechanical Mechanical. on that thing. Because, yes, will the Iron Will do the job? It will absolutely do the job, but you better damn well be precise. I was was, a stick bow. Sorry. Yeah, mechanical. But 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 your point is right. So (laughs) Iron Will, and I talk to people all the time. And I'm talking like the wide cuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and- I guarantee you people are like, well, but it's vented, it's going to make noise. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's a vented head. If you've ever shot any other vented head, they make noise. And that's so, how I responded. It's like, it's so, any other vented head, it's, you, you, they make noise. And that's the thing. I think I think more manufacturers these days, and Primos was always like, this is what I loved at working with Primos back in the day when, when Will owned the company and, and he kind of pioneered the pro staff thing. He flat out would say, here's our product. If you like 80% of it, and then you have 15% that's marginal, and there's 5% that's like, that sucks. We want you to tell people that. Yeah. We, we want you to be honest in it because allow the consumer to make the choice for themselves on, I'm buying this product. Here are the good things. Here are the marginal things. Here are the bad things. With that information, the consumer can then say, yeah, I can accept that and I can minimize that. But yeah. as soon as you get into this, yeah, where where everything's good, everything's perfect, everything's blah, blah, blah. I think in the past, companies, that's all they wanted. I, yeah, and it I was. know, I know yeah. for, and that's why I got <laughs> booted off of, of the later generation of Primos after ATK and those guys bought them out. Oh, yeah, no. It was, I'm not even going to send you the product. You're not even going to have the ability to put your hands on it. Here's the sales flyer we will be sending out. Go ahead and promote it. I'm like, I can't do that. Let let me give you a story that happened this year. So uh, arrows, right? I was working with Day6, and that's a great arrow. Um, But I had a company approach me for a fairly, a a pretty good chunk of money to, to shoot their arrow. And so there was a, um, a it, it, I like the arrow anyway, so it's easy enough. Let's take, let's talk. 
Um, cause it's not like I always, you know, I'm like, I don't take money. Believe me, I'll take money from a company that I like. I'll have zero issue with that, but there's gotta be in that agreement. I still got to test a lot of stuff, guys. You're going to see me shoot other arrows or whatever. And generally that's, a, they don't like that. So anyway, but this company had no issue with their arrows. Get on the phone. Okay, here's our marketing strategy for you. We're going to set up these hashtags. We're going to do this. Here's what you're going to – and I was like – Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, oh, and, and, you know, I was like, yeah, this – you obviously don't know me. I'm like, I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm – I was like, you want me to start hashtagging whatever? I'm like, yeah, man, no, I'm good. I was like, we this conversation, I said, I appreciate the offer, but the route you're going is not a route I'll ever take. And – they were like, well, look, you know, with this dollar amount, there, there's strings attached. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm not going to take it. And, yeah. you know, I, I, and again, one of the things with, with Randy with Black Eagle, and I, you, what do you shoot? I, I love my FMJs, brother. F, see, I hate FMJs. Um, I like Axis. But Randy's like, shoot whatever you want, brother. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to use aftermark components. Uh, I'm going to test some out. He's like, yeah, whatever. Let me know how they do. He yeah. doesn't care. Doesn't Just care. Wants me to shoot the arrows. And I, and I, and I tell him, hey, I test other. He didn't give a shit. Um, and it's not like, obviously, I'm exclusive to Black Eagle. I just, I like Randy. So when you break down a, a gear list, right, the way I explain it to people is that Vortex is going to be your first option in binoculars. If you had to pick. <sighs> Me, I'd probably say, yeah, because they've got such a deep, they've got so many deep lines that the Joe broke. Nobody no, but can... I'm, I'm saying you are picking your gear list for life. What are you picking for binoculars? I still probably want Vortex because I can't afford Soros. But you're not get, – what would you pick? I, I knew you would be hard to answer this question. Money's not an option. You're setting up your gear list for life. What are you picking? Oh, if, if money's not an object? Yeah. No. Oh, I'm going Soros. I'm going 10 by 50s. For me, 10 by 50s, Soros, and yeah, there we go. Okay. So, bows, harder decision. Well, I've always shot PSC, so I'm going PSC. Easy enough. Okay. But all bows are good. PSC is one of the good ones. Find yeah. one that works for you, but yeah. So when you when I try to explain this and I, I've tried to write it up for a seminar and I don't think people would grasp it as you're if you say unlimited budget, which I basically have because I get everything for free. So I, I do have the unlimited budget because I'm not paying for any of this shit. If I'm using it more than most likely, it's one of the best. Yeah, there, it there's will, no take best. Step, ever. Let's take a step back. If you are using it on your hunt and you are not testing something for someone if yeah. you just choose something to go like we were just talking about the spotting scope the 95 Soro yeah. 95 there's no way in the world i can ever afford that glass i have looked through that glass yeah. oh my word is that thing freaking awesome we had uh because i had the zeiss 95 um levi had the Soro 95 and jake had the leica 85 there's a lot of money on that mountain right yeah. so Looking through them all, all three of those are arguably, you know, you argue all day long. They're all damn good. My, my point with explaining this is, is it, and like you said, yes, if I'm on a serious hunt, not testing, this is, this is my list. So if you go to a person that, like you just said, I'm probably going Vortex, they're, they're warranty and it, I can afford it. Okay, well, that doesn't mean it's necessarily the best, right? That's it's just the best means for you within your budget at that and time your, and your tool set of what you need it for. Right. So yeah. if if you though are going to hunt on a stone sheep hunt, or, or, or desert bighorn, 
what's Jay's going to use? Oh, Jay, Swarovski. I know zero yeah. about Jay. Yeah, he's Swarovski all in. Okay. So when people are going to spend the money and they say they want the best, and I get this constantly, there's three bests in optics. There's Zeiss, Leica, and Swirl. Those are the three best. Now, that's best, best, right? There's no arguing. That is the best. Okay, well, what about um, Vortex and Maven? Well, you didn't ask me about almost the best. You asked me about the fucking best. best. Like, why are you bringing that? Well, my buddy said, well, your buddy's full of shit. Okay, there's, there's the best, and then there's close to the best. Close to the best is maybe what you can afford. But you didn't ask me that. You asked me the best. Okay, so you go to Arrows. What's the best? Okay, well, that's harder. All of them are big good. Time, big right? time harder. There is no best in Arrows. Uh, now, I just switched from one type of Arrows, same company, but um, you could hand me East and Axis, Gold Tip, Premier Platinums, and, and, and Rampages, uh, which is what I'm shooting now from Black Eagle. I'm going to kill with any of those, okay? They're all tolerance-wise. There's going to be some flavor to each one of them, but they're all really good. So then it's going to come down to the influencer, and this is what I'm leading up to. <laughs> so what got you we to— just, ju- We just waited you through that marsh to get you to dry land on the other side, and we're going to strand you there. It's, it's, it's difficult to talk because it, it's hard to explain unless you kind of beat holes into each portion of it is— Okay, we went from your initial Vortex, all I can afford. Oh, Swarovski, you know, and I, I'm saying Zeiss, either one, right? Okay, all right, then there's the spiel in the middle. Well, what gets that buying, that person's, the buy, you know, the, the buyer, uh-huh. what gets them there? It's influencers, right? It's now, if in, they. Influencers in the tribe mentality. So, agree 100%, which I kind of lump them into the same thing because there's influencers in the tribe. Fair so, enough. If, if your tribe that you hang out with is a Kafaru tribe, you're probably going to buy Kafaru. I, we're one of and the you best. you might not even have a clue in the world why, but everybody that you idolize <laughs> has it, so that's what I'm going to have. Yeah, and then there's going to be Stone Glacier or XO guys and that different tribes. Now, here's where I get a kick out of it is um, when I talked about a minute ago, the fit. Okay, you can be on whatever tribe you want, and, uh, you know, if if our, our sleeping bag, if you're X amount tall— <laughs> Like <laughs> you ain't gonna fit in it, right? So, whatever it may be. So then you get to optics. Okay, does a guy wanting whitetail in thick timber need Swarovski? And eh, not need it, right? You might want is, it. Is it nice? Absolutely. Yes. But do you need it? Does a guy sitting behind the glass for fourteen hours picking apart mule deer need it? It's getting closer yeah. to a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you talk about that gear list, the influencers. Where where you talk about l- the legitimacy of their message. If you're listening to an influencer on gear that doesn't have any real animals on the ground, you are taking advice or you are being influenced by someone that has never put a basketball in the basket, a golf ball in the hole, never ran across the field goal line with the football in their hand. But they're, this is where guys get pissed and you end up on hate pages. You, they are they are where they are because they've got whatever they've got. And yeah. some of them don't deserve to be where they're at, influencing that way. Other oh. things, 100%. Oh, correct. And, and here's, here's the reality to that. You know what? Life's not fair. Yeah. You know, you, you listen to Jocko and he's like, oh, so, so someone- I love be- his podcast, by the way. He's See, awesome. I, I like some, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of those 
picky assholes, right? I do. I, I go either, through on YouTube fl- and I'll I read just, the title. I'll just, yeah, but sometimes the titles are shit. <laughs> so you just flick through there. I'm like, is that interesting to me? No, it's not. I'm not going to waste my time. I, dude, I'm I'm like all in on Jordan Peterson right now. But regardless. He's with, badass too. Oh, yeah. fuck you, that, oh, my gosh. But like with Jocko, you know, I, the one thing that resonated with me with him is, that, all right, so cool. So, so uh, someone's kicking your butt in uh, social media and they don't deserve it? Good. Yeah. Step up, then do something different. Now, let me let me be the and I and I volunteered myself this 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 past weekend at the ISC show. Trust me, I was having a very very hard time this past fall. Part of the reason why I just disappeared off of social media, I was really having a bad time with not being able to wrap my head around around that and accepting it. I just saw I I've just been seeing so much fraud, so many lies. S- trespassers and poachers and just I, it just it just wears you down and then and even though I was giving advice a year ago at this time to friends of mine to say it doesn't matter just do your do your thing just keep plugging around you know have your own content and do your own thing I understand how it can just wear you down and so you know you you see your own personal pages or your your own little sphere and your friends and you're like god why is this guy blowing up or this girl blowing up and it's not me even though I I know more than them or what you know what that, that's the big penis mentality is what I call it, it and it is but and that's but I that it, it doesn't bug me like I just laugh I don't I don't give like the the bottom line is it's not affecting what I'm going to do no but it's going to it could affect it could absolutely infect a infect, infect yeah affect a new person and send them completely down the wrong road and waste their time and money. It, but that's my job to keep doing what I'm doing is how I look at it. And I just right. got to keep doing my thing. And, and it took me a while, you know, maybe three, four years ago to wrap my head around that to where I just got to do me. And, and when I say do me, I got to do my thing. I know. And, and get, so when I'm giving advice, you know, to people and, you know, I, I'll get, well, I really actually don't get much hate mail anymore. Although I had a guy last night send me an epically I have to let you read it it's pretty funny I posted on my story um you know for me all the advice is basically free we have a patreon right it's like Chinese food if you don't like Chinese food don't go to a Chinese restaurant yeah you don't like me why are you following my page yeah we were talking before this you know we're <laughs> with Aaron at this point everything about you is baked into the cake I mean it's in there you, you either like the cake that is Aaron and the ingredients that went into it or you just don't just then don't cut a slice just walk away and and the same thing I just but I, but I will say it it I, it was it was difficult for me these past couple months because it just seemed like they were just the shots were just coming in from all directions and I was like this is a bunch of bullshit one guy specifically we won't bring up his name you and I know is epic at shooting a deer in the story being oh 100 100 yeah absolutely absolutely and i he did it this year he did it this year (laughs) and for the most part i'll leave certain details out in the sense of there's certain things that just are best not known meaning maybe arrow placement right we talked about a deer i shot just because bad it's a bad look for hunting um or are we gonna Are we gonna make a bad shot? Yes, we probably are at some point. Now, is there a way to share that information and and use it as an educational purpose? Yes, there might be. Uh, uh, let me. Okay. Haha. How about we use myself as example? And my wife and I got into an argument. Hold on, before we skip to that. Okay. Back to just real quick with what we were talking about. 
if you tell a story, meaning I'm on the way to the trailhead, a deer was standing on the side of the road, I pulled the truck forward, parked it to where it couldn't see, stalked back, made an epic stalk, shot the deer. Yep. I think that's a cool story. Correct. Shit happens. If that deer now has become in the high country, right, been hunting it, scouting it, that's where I have the issue. If you hit it in the oh, liver, yeah. you know, you made the stock and you hit it in the liver, leave that shit out. And you can talk about that later when you're teaching blood trailing. Okay. There, when I, yeah. you know, there's a place in space where you can use all that, you know, like where the shot I, I made. Somebody hits an animal there, I'll be like, yep. It happens. And, uh, yep. And, and I know what's going to happen, so I can help you because it's happened to me. Those things I don't have an issue people leaving out. So when you add to, which this guy's amazing at um and i he's been doing it for years right and and there's others that do it and i'm not talking about he's a good hunter oh yeah good shot good hunter but when you have to grandiose yeah, the, why? the moment why it's good why? enough it's good enough now you yeah, know wh- why you, you you just you posted oh i i got to be careful i i <laughs> well yeah, he well let's just just leave it at that he did it this year with with a mule deer that was killed and i and i sat there and i'm like what you just portrayed is it's 100% fabrication yeah. it's it's fabrication and for what purpose there was no it, the only purpose was to make him look like more of a stud like more of a hero like more of a, a badass and it's like okay dude you already have skills you already have a good following people like you you have a you have a, a tribe around you that that thinks you walk on on water why you don't need to which all that does to me then is it's just like the example of the of the guy that bought the piece of ground in between now and and I've learned more about that now every time I see you post something when you post something that's 100% legit my mind goes to <laughs> okay where's the bullshit because yeah. I can't trust you on the simple things why am I going to c- trust you on the big things? Well, and, and and what's crazy with this too, and then I'm going to pee while you tell you and your wife's battle story real quick. Um, I shot that. You, Go okay, ahead. folks, I wish this, this is why I wish you did video. He is drinking <laughs> out of a gallon jug. I'm halfway through. And you're halfway through it. <laughs> is that what, the third one for this morning? No, no, I've been trying to drink like um, 150 to 200 ounces a It's a gallon a jug. Anyway, go on, keep <laughs> so, on going on. The Owdad. Hit the owl dad, found it the next, told the whole story, right? Told exactly how it happened. So it's funny because I got blowback from that as we're telling the story. So that I was laughing, telling the story later on when I told it, that I wasn't respecting the animal. And I'm like, okay, Jeremy Troxel got testicular cancer. Called me, said, dude, if I die, will you take care of my kids? I said, yes, serious moment. The moment he came out of the hospital and was okay, I had a custom pack made with a custom patch that said Uniballer. Yeah. It's funny now, yes. right? You're yes, yes. Te- so as I'm telling this story, I'm saying I look like Sasquatch running after it laughing. I did. I made a bad shot, hit it in the stomach, but I'm telling – the moral of my story is don't fucking give up. Give everything you've got to Girl, that animal. An ed- I gave it its respect by tracking it 11 miles. Okay, that's a lot of respect. Do you know anybody to do that? Not many. Most guys, most guys don't have the fucking skill set to do it, for one. Two, most guys don't have the gumption. Three, well, I'm not going to go into that. But I got blowback because I told a story. And I'm like, to me, that's a story that needs to be told because it says don't give up. Yeah. Keep trying, you know. Now. Use common now, sense. Now, could, could someone have – okay, and, and that's the thing is – and I get caught up with this too, and, and this 
kind of probably is a segue, but okay, could I have rephrased or used different language? Okay, yeah, blah, 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 yeah, maybe, but seriously, are you going to nitpick in the weeds on what the hell? People it, do, yes. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, bef- before we, I got to read you this, okay? So this was last night. Now keep in mind yesterday, which this was funny, I shot one of the highest scores I've ever shot with a stick bow indoors. Um, I saw that on your story. So I posted a photo of me above a deer in Texas. Okay. And I tagged AAE, trad mains, okay. right? Off-grid food. Okay. That's who I use for food. Compton Traditional. Okay. Great traditional organization. Sitka gear, clothing I'm wearing, Black Rifle Coffee, coffee I use, Stick Bow Chronicles, podcast I work out in, my boots, my buddy Jake Downs, my buddy Scott, Kafaro International, and Black Eagle Arrows. Okay? And now I didn't hashtag it. I tagged it to where you have to physically hit it. You have to hit it. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that's more presentable personally. Oh, uh, I think I know where you're going. And I separate this. all of these. You want me you to read it or are you going to read it? I'll read it. All right. And it says, really, why don't you tag dirt, God, the sun, and everything else that was in the view or contributed? I respected you for not being what you are now. I'm only one person. Pretty sure that it won't matter to you. Just one person. Go hunt, go kill, go live, go have fun. Don't tag anyone. And hold on. The next part was, by the way, if you relaxed your shoulder, your shot on trad would be much more consistent. Stop doing lap pulls in the gym. Your back is not designed to be a hunting tool. I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, I did look at his page. He did shoot one animal. So I just said, LOL, I've been doing the same thing, tagging certain people in certain photos for a long time. Overall, I never type anything on my photos and just present it. But with an animals involved in the companies I work with, it saves me time by tagging them so I don't have to explain it to people. And I said, but then I said, so I'm not sure what's changed since I've been doing this since 2014. I do have an idea, but I will fix this problem for you. Don't follow me. I blocked him. Yeah. What drives people to, I don't understand. It's a presentable picture, Right. There's a hashtag Kafaru Life, I Hunt Close, and Stick Bow Chronicles, or, or uh, Struggle Stick. Nothing, I didn't Evan Williams a shit out of it. I didn't put 70 tags, okay? I didn't have an elaborate story. I just said Jake Downs and I looking down at all the brats, backstraps, steaks, and burger. And that was it. So first I was like, hmm, have I changed? Maybe I have. And then I'm like, well, hell, I can scroll through the photos and see I'm doing the same shit for the last several years. And I'm like, Still using several different, you know, I'm like, huh, I wonder what. So then it's like, well, maybe this guy woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know. So then I scroll. I didn't answer three of his messages over the last six months. They weren't like important messages. They were just like, hey, man, this video is funny. Take a look. And I didn't respond. Maybe I pissed him off that way. So I posted that on my story and Cam and I were talking back and forth about it. And, And Cam gets way more than me. Cam was like, yeah, I had somebody tell me on my story that I post too many stories. And Cam's like, well, then, dude, why do you click on them? Like, you can skip over the whole thing. You don't even have to click through them. You can skip a whole person in the stories. And then the same guy, I think, told him that he shouldn't be proud of his water buffalo because it was a gimme. And he's like, and he said, dude, it took me 15 days to kill that thing. And I'm like, had the guy ever been to Africa? And he said, no. And I'm like, whatever, right? But I don't know why I'm bringing this up, other than I thought you would think it was funny. The shit that comes across my yep. plate. I did. No, I, I saw that. And luckily, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't get that shit. You don't I, have that big of a following, though. That's probably smart. But yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's probably good. The, <laughs> what I told you about Frank and looking down the rabbit hole, 
He doesn't yeah. want a part of it. And so because like you get excited about certain things, you're passionate just like I am, as the following of mine's gotten bigger, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I'm literally like now sometimes people send shit and I'm like, Hey, you're right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. solid advice. Like, you know, I'll say something or or I'll come across you know, I've had guys that know me well enough to say, Hey dude, on this podcast um, it seemed like you were saying this and it, it sounded horrible, but I know you're not that way. And I'm like, okay, mental note. Yeah, I they, need to remember that. What they that. just did is they gave you constructive criticism. Yeah. This is what I perceive. Well, hell, the last time we, st- I don't know if it was the last time. Was it the last time when I, when we were talking about the broadheads? I just, I had not followed every single one of the podcasts yeah. you've done and I had not heard you talking about the different broad, you know, yeah. you big, were, big holes, big yeah. holes versus penetration. And so that was, it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I perceived. Oh, it wasn't the same. We're going to, we're going to, that's just constructive criticism and communication. You, you need that to keep you grounded. And I like when guys do that. Correct, sir. They'll say, hey man, you know, when you're shooting, you're doing this. And I'll yeah. be like, yeah, I know, but I can't or, appreciate or, it. <laughs> or, or like the guy that just said, oh, you know, your, your back muscles are never meant to be a, a whatever, a tool, tool or whatever. Yeah. I might beg to differ in the fact that you're supposed to have a certain level of form and you're supposed to be able to pull through a certain way. If you, if you, okay, I might disagree with you on that if you had brought up – if you brought that up to say, hey, I noticed it seemed like you were doing this. Have you tried X? And, and then you can have a constructive and I, dialogue I mean, on it. My immediate response was going to be – I'm not sure where you live. Bring your bow. Correct. Let's shoot Let's for go. money. But I'll come across there again if I do that. Yeah. So I didn't say anything, and I was going to put trad or compound. I'll beat your ass in both, guaranteed. I don't. I'll bet any amount of money. I know. I would have done it different. I'd be like, oh, that would be awesome. Why don't you come down to give me uh, some Rocky- lessons? No, 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 no. Come down to Rocky Mountain Specialty yeah. Gear, and I would love to have a conversation with you, and 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 you know, and have a really good dialogue between you and Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and, stand in front of Tom and you you criticize Tom. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and my thing with with this and 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 things like this is if I get on and I've done it with my buddy Rob, he'll post something. He'll be like, "Hey, dude, that's a little off, man." Like he posts something about high fence hunting the other day, and I'm like, "Yeah, I've known some good hunters to go kick get their ass kicked on high fence hunts because yes. the fuckers are stuck inside the fence. They're Correct. tweaked out." And and I said, it's not all what they've seen. And he said, have you hunted high fence? And I'm like, no, but I would. I mean, I wouldn't, again, some animals I would. And it depends on how big the fence. Like, you go to Africa. Correct. Yeah. I was just going to go there. I was just going to go. It's you, not really a high fence, right? So, yeah. but you're talking 40 acres. That's, that's totally different. different. That's yeah. different than we've got 400,000 acres yeah. behind one perimeter yeah. fence. E- uh, even 4,000 okay. high fence about the worst Well, because it's hell, just enough for them to run around and get out of your well, way. But upstate New York, back when I was just getting ready to, to graduate and get into college for wildlife management, there was a, a 500-acre high fence enclosure in upstate New York. At the end of the five-year study, there were there were bucks inside that enclosure that they had never seen before. They, they didn't even know that they existed. And that was with, with collaring and, and tracking and game cameras. They'd never even seen them before. Yeah. Well, corn's the same way, which oh, we I, I really need to pee. We, we need to cover corn because I got some. Go for it. The, I'll, I'll dive yeah. into that one because I had an absolute. Go ahead. Just right, freaking run away. Because let me segue back to what I was going to get at, you know, from an educational standpoint in the fact that, okay, you got to shoot an animal. No. Do you need to show that stuff? No, you don't. If you're an educational site or there's a teachable moment in there that you can guide somebody in the right direction, okay, maybe it, it – well, 
Kelly and I got, I, I didn't think it was a problem. And she just was like, hell no, remove it. And what I didn't realize is I removed it off of Instagram for her, but it didn't pull it off of Facebook. But as a manager, you know, when, when I, when we kill does in the late season, I like to see when, when I, cause for our purposes for whitetails, I like to gut the animal, let them hang a little bit in the cool temperatures, let them just age a little bit, if you will, before you process them. So I gut all of our animals. And typically, most of the time, I'm the one gutting them because I've done so many of them. I can get it done in five minutes. Just, you know, it's one of those things where the hunter's sitting there and I'm like, just, just give me, just get out of my way. Just, just get out of my way. Let me do it. So if we get a doe down late season, I am always going to find the uterus and I'm going to open up the uterus and I'm going to see how many fetuses we have. It, well, is, does she have a, is, is she pregnant? How many is she carrying and how big are they? You know, I, unfortunately I lost my, there's a little scale that you can use that they can actually, you know, you can measure the length of the fetus and you can actually tell, backtrack the number of days old that fetus is. And you can tell exactly when that doe conceived that, that, those fawns. So I always open it up and I, and I always look, well, this year I had a doe. I shot that doe with that iron, with a new iron will. That doe came in with four little ones behind her. I was like, well, that's just a coincidence. She just probably had, you know, somebody else's fawns with her. That doe had no, she was not pregnant at all. She didn't even have, it didn't even look like she had a uterus. And then Steve Fernandez came out and hunted with me. He shoots a doe. We open her up. She has four, four fetuses in there. I'm like, what? The? And they were big. I'm like, what the heck? I've, me personally, as a manager, biology, I've, I've personally never seen four. I've heard of four before, like, you know, usually down South, but I've never seen four. And so I lined them up and, you know, I took a picture of them and I put it on the, my Instagram. Holy hell. Kelly was none too happy. And she, what her, what her concern was, was it was too graphic and it's going to, it's going to make people, you know, violently and, and viscerally react negatively to that image. And I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me a wildlife biologist can't post a picture of a deer fetus from an educational standpoint? And she was like, no. I'm like, oh, we disagreed. But she had a point. I will concede she had a point. Do I need? Do we need <laughs> to show graphic stuff even for educational purposes? I don't know if we need to. Now, if I had had the scale, if I had had the scale and I had the fetus on the scale and I was teaching people how to use the scale, okay, that I think is a constructive educational pur purpose. I could have just simply said this doe had four fetuses. And then I guess if someone called me yet and be like, oh, you're full of shit, Chris, I got to send, yeah, well, there you go. And there and showed you, but I, so maybe I didn't need to. So we, yeah, we don't need to show the fact that we gut shot an animal. However, I don't like seeing the people again, it, social media these days, it's about the grip and grin. And I think you, you, we're going to go down this road with the corn. You see these people with a grip and grin and like, oh yeah, I was able to kill this great buck and pull it up. And okay. What I know is you shot that thing at 123 yards in the wind. It was chasing animals out in the field and you basically gut shot it and then you watched it go lay down and you came and recovered it next day. You, you, I don't know. I think if, if it accidentally happens, okay. But if you are purposely launching arrows and, and making bad shots and then playing it off, like you're the most epic hunter in the world that just chaps my ass. I don't know. I, I, at, at some point I would, I like seeing somebody say, you know what? We got him. I'm grateful we got him. 
It was a little bit of a track job. I, I didn't make the greatest shot that I thought, like you've done. You know, I didn't make the greatest shot that I wanted to make. Had to come back the next day, and we were able to get it done, and, and you know, awesome. So that way, when it looks all stiff, and you're picking the, the body up, and, you know, it makes sense that, okay, it, I had to track him overnight. It, it was not the greatest shot that I thought, and, and here's the reality of the situation. But the people that just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, on the, on the corn thing, okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to do a whole talk on this one. Okay, so um, there is a a perceived, I guess, ease of if you're hunting over corn, the animals are come right in. They're dumb. It's a gimme to some people, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've yeah. seen it posted many, and I try not to ever comment because I just don't want to argue. You know, like oh, you know, it's fish in a barrel and uh, whatever. Well, well, in an area that it's illegal, actually, it probably is more like fish in a barrel because they don't know you're about to get shot at, but. If you're the state you live in has uh, allowed corn, you pretty much have baiting, to have it. Baiting, 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 baiting. Yeah, you pretty much have to bait. Now I say have to. If you have a smaller section of land, okay, let's say you've got four thousand acres and this guy has six thousand, and you're in the middle, and you have four hundred. Unless you put something in there to make the deer come, other than crossing from one section nah, to yeah, the other, yeah. they're probably not going to come. Now, if you want to do it just for the greater good of being in, in someone's eyes ethical and you're like, I'm never going to do it, I'm not in debating, I get it, okay? But if you want to be successful and it's legal, these are my opinions, not Chris's. He'll throw his two cents in in a minute. From my amount that I've hunted in the areas that you have corn, you're probably not going to ever shoot a real big buck on corn. You might in the rut, but for the most part, you shoot does the corn is there, set up off the corn on a game trail and catch the buck following the doe in. Because what I've seen, bucks hang out on that outer perimeter and they won't come in, you know, once they're keen on the corn. What I've seen people think is it's literally like your neighbor's cow. It's that easy to Walks shoot. Walks in and just grazes. It does not work that way. Not, um, not it, well, keep going, keep going. No, no, go, going. go ahead. Well, I, I, I will disagree only and it depends on the, the type of season. Now, with a corn pile... And I'm and literally I'm, when I when I say this I'm I'm actually going to do a video on this because I had to I had to really come yeah, to grips. And what with you're the fact. talking about is not an electronic timed feeder, a pile. Uh, I'm yeah, because yeah, cause, yes, a freaking gargantuan pile. And I used to be opposed to them because of CWD concerns and disease. And there's other disease concerns. And, and then you've got feeders where maybe it's a static feeder, gravity feeder, where it just comes in these little cups and the animal can walk up and feed out of the cup. And then you've got the spin type feeders that'll broadcast it over the landscape. Or then you can just broadcast the corn. There's w- different ways that you can put la- corn on the landscape. It doesn't even ma- There's some people where it does not even matter if you put corn in a bag in your truck and then you dropped it on the ground you're unethical yeah versus i i don't hunt over a corn pile but i'll i'll hunt near a spin feeder or it's just it becomes all this these shades of gray you're right in the fact that in a lot of times if and and i'm dealing with this with the outfitter that that is next to us i i never believed in and to to your point i never liked the statement of if my neighbor baits, then I've got a bait. Yeah, you're full of shit. That's what I thought. Quite honestly. See, and I, I agree. I think you do. Oh, you, you, that the problem is, is, is there's just no two ways about it. So, so, <laughs> so 
the the outfitter that that operates next to us, he he literally puts his corn piles on our fence or like twenty yards off our fence, and it's going to create movement. I mean, literally, he he literally is putting. That's he's got, dirty business. It's it's a de- <laughs> uh, dude. I can sh- I've got them all marked. He's got a he's got a little tiny brushy chunk that there's no reason for a deer to ever step there. It's except it's on the end of a quarter mile long strip of our bedding cover and sanctuary. And it's 20. There's no reason the deer is going to step there other than his corn pile. Guess what? It's legal. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And I can't do a thing about it. Now, what I can do, I can put my ground blind in between there, or I can put a tree stand in between my bedding and his corn pile. Now, guess what? That means I put a hunter there. By some people's definition, it's we're hunting, a, we're hunting a bait pile. Yeah. Now, I'm not over the bait pile, but we're hunting because of movement on the bait pile. Yeah. But the bottom line is there's there is no what you're going there's going to be movement there. The yellow helper <laughs> deer will go to that pile. Now, if you're talking late season, or if you've got that corn pile in tight to those bedding areas. I, unfortunately, yes, I think you can shoot some really decent deer simply because if you sit there with a good wind, they'll circle out. I was going to say with a stick bow, it's a little bit harder, a little yeah, more range. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but I, I agree there are, well, late season, I agree a hundred percent. They got to eat. Yeah, okay. So correct. here is how I explained it to a, a, a group of people that were asking me and, and I started it off differently than they thought when you're hunting in the rut. Okay, there's there's a point. I, I, I Aaron Snyder, have a temper. Uh, a guy saw it where I lost it totally at Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear, right? Literally could have gone to jail. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, when that temper, and I don't mean like I get irritated or raise my voice a little, when I've hit the point of nothing on heaven or earth will stop me, police aren't slowing me down, I have lost my shit. That is the place you want to put a whitetail buck or an elk. Where he loses all his mind and he's coming, right? He he doesn't care, right? He 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 forgets to stop and look every now. He's coming, right? He he has lost his. Your job as a hunter in in hopes like, yeah. And I'm not the caller Chris is, but when you try to get an elk in, you want him as no. When I say it's dumb, you want him as rut crazy as possible because he's 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 lost his mind a little bit, right? Like when you if you get a buck to come in. When they come in like a, on a snort wheeze, my hopes is he runs real close to me and stops to find what just snort wheezed at him because he wants to kick the shit out of him. You could snort wheeze 10 times. You do it at the wrong time, make the wrong noise. They may run the other way. You snort wheeze too loud, that buck may take off. There's a lot of different things involved. When you look at bait, when it's so cold and there's no food, oh, it's yeah. a little more of a gimme. Oh, yeah. Okay? They're, they're going to stack in. Not not going to deny that. Okay? and And or... In, in the case of pre-rut, okay, summer feeding patterns. At some point in time, corn becomes less important than pussy, right? So about the time it shifts where they stop thinking about corn and start thinking about the big V, corn doesn't matter anymore. What, you're, do, what, you're, what you're doing is you're putting the corn out there to keep the does in a certain yeah. area <laughs> so that way the bucks are circling through. Yeah, and, and, and they will certainly circle sometimes because <laughs> they don't want to come in. None of it's a give me. The thing is, is the choice, are you going to stand on your moral high ground? And I don't mean that negatively. Say, I'll never bait. Well, if you're in a state that allows baiting, you're probably not going to kill much. You might kill a little bit. Or how about this? If you're going to go to a state that allows baiting and you're going to hire an outfitter that baits, guess what? 
you're going to be hunting over a bait pile. Yeah, because he's not going to send you in for failure, you know. Well, um, I, 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 there's <laughs> too many YouTube channels. I, I mean, literally, I'm looking at the people that come and hunt with my outfitter, and every fence line that you see in their video footage is my fence line, number one. <laughs> and then number two, I'm like, okay, there's a reason why the camera always pans from this tree left. F, yeah, yeah. Because... You guys are sitting 20 yards from a thousand pounds. That corn <laughs> pile is three feet high and like 20 feet across. You're sitting on a corn pile and then you're making it like, oh, we're in Kansas. We're going to be sitting on this river bottom. And what we've got, we've got movement here. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to call because of the bedding areas over on Chris Rose property. And then we're gonna <laughs> have, we've got bedding there and we're going to rattle and we're going to see. Blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. You're sitting there because you got a corn pile right up. If you want to hunt, if you're going to hunt corn, just own it. Come on. Well, and I talked about it because I, where we were at in, in the rut kicked in, there was corn involved. I just wasn't overly close to it. Not that I had an yeah, issue yeah. with it. I just, to shoot a big deer, I needed to get, they weren't coming in on the, the corn on the daytime. Yeah. So I got off 100, 150, 200 yards. There you go. Game trail coming in. Yeah. Where the does go and the bucks leave them. Now, is, wind is, check is, this them. A, is this a pile? Is no, it a dumped a pile? Spinner, spin feeder. Spinner. Okay, perfect. Okay. Um, so you know that that feeder goes off at whatever time. Correct. At seven or whatever. So you know something's going to be strolling in around then. It doesn't always work that way, especially in the rut, because those bucks, when they're wind checking and just running, yeah. they'll run them creek bottoms. And, yeah. But but there's corn involved. And I said, Correct. it's somewhere there. Yeah. Even if I didn't want there to be corn involved, it's on the fucking neighbors, right? I'm still buy corn, right? Yeah. There's no way because yeah. everybody has it. And so my thing wasn't really to, I'm not um, defending it. I'm trying to enlighten and, and educate. Like uh, when you are in a place like that, I'm not saying, oh, this is why I did it. I'm just saying th this, this is, is this you is what's have happening. to. And so when I shot that big buck, there was no corn, no feeder anywhere because I ran up there. Now – there was a lot of luck, right place, right time involved in that. But I guarantee you, there's, he was fucking eating on corn somewhere on the neighbors. Bet, yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, and, and, and I that, wouldn't be surprised if you gutted it. I don't know if you gutted him out or not. Yeah, he had it. corn in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because corn's covered in yeah. Texas is yellow, right? There's corn everywhere. Um, Correct. Alabama, they just legalized corn down there. Kansas, did Nebraska. They, did they really just legalize it? No, no. I said you had to be 200 yards away from it. But they it. just legalized baiting? No. You could bait, but you had to be 200 yards okay. away from it. You can bait wherever you want now. You can sit oh, over, oh, oh, you can oh, sit oh, over corn okay, now. Okay, okay. I think I is how say. it works. But Nebraska, you got to be a couple hundred yards away, I, I think. No um, I, I think, but I think that's what it is. Uh, Kansas. You could put a layout blind and have people dump corn on you. Yeah, okay. And I, we did a skit once where I was talking about cover scents. And uh, in Oklahoma, they had a big bathtub of corn. And uh, I was rolling around in it. We made this, like, I didn't. You didn't do it? Oh, that'd have been I, money, dude. I pushed that because I, I was like, you know, I like to use a cover scent and an attractant. And the best I've found is this right here. And I dove in it and rolled around because it's true. You, you told you like people say, well, I take I take a tote or I take a plastic bag and I fill it with leaves and dirt. I just take a plastic bag and shovel it full of corn <laughs> dust and put my clothes in there and be done. Dude, it'd be legit. Well, I, it, I mean, the thing, the, well... Again, and everybody has their own perspective off their own, where they live or what, you know, whatever. I get it. Colorado, you can't bait. Correct. If you could um, bait in Colorado, okay, or, or let's say you could bait on private land and maybe, I don't know, maybe you can't. 
what will happen is there will be a vast number of fatties and a bunch of other shit of killers for three years, maybe. And then the deer get educated, okay? The number will go down, but they'll still be there. And then the hunter, because we're not used to corning here or baiting, um, you're going to re-educate yourself, and you're going to have a bait pile here, and you're going to have, uh, you know, basically feed, bed, and in the middle of that is corn, let's say. And you're going to be set up somewhere in the middle of that line, and there's going to be some success again. And eventually, the deer just get pretty tweaked out, and then you hit those times. This is a rough explanation. They have to eat. Cold weather. Yep. They got to eat. And they're going to pack on the carbohydrates. Before season, they're going to eat. Preseason, you know, early season, summer feeding patterns. They're going to eat. Can't shoot them anyway. It's not season. But there's going to be some of the season where they're going to be coming in to that. Now, with all this, I saw multiple arguments online and guys, oh, yeah, just shooting dumb animals over corn piles. And I'm like, sometimes. But when you're in a heavily hunted, heavily corned area or heavily baited area, yeah, it's that not just a sounds fucking... better than heavily corned area. That just yeah. that, that gives just wrong. <laughs> That's why I just I just can't get behind I just can't get behind the all oh, of the play the game cornhole. Oh, <laughs> do you? <laughs> That's what I call my bait pile, the yeah, cornhole. Yeah, exactly. Um, like but just the, call this pitch or something. I don't care. Anyway, moving on. But I the, digress. But the baiting, uh, you know, as far it's not as easy as people think. Well, um uh, No, go ahead. Well, okay, so uh, well I say that. At certain times, it's not. It's, I it's, it's fish in a barrel in the okay, winter. Okay, so they gotta let, eat. let's 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 compare and contrast. So, all of the ground I manage in in Kansas for this past six well past yeah six years now, um, all of our ground, uh, the new the the little piece that just recently sold, and then our neighbor uh, to the west of us, we no one we we never baited. And all of the ground up north of these pieces that I, I mean, we're talking thousands of ground, thousands of acres, we never baited because we had corn fields. I mean, we had cut corn fields. And so we would just hunt just exactly how everybody perceives the quote unquote fair chase. You know, you, you, you hunt the river bottoms and the draws and you cut, catch them between the feeding area and the bedding area, blah, 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 blah. Well, now we, we have a, a new normal on the landscape. Uh, the, the outfitter, he's running corn piles on every almost every, I can't say every because I don't know every one of his, but at least on our <laughs> fence lines, there's a corn pile there. Okay. So that's what he's doing. He changed the ball game. Now that we, he changed the rules of how things happen on the landscape. And now we have to adjust to it. Now the the new, the, the landowner that just purchased that little piece of property, sorry, he's running corn piles. Well, uh, we've got to adjust to it. Now there's some things that I can do with my food plot management and some of the other stand locations and that type of stuff. And, you know, quite honestly, one of the things that we did this year, you know, and I talked to all the landowners and I talked to our hunters. I'm like, you know what? If he's going to go to the, the, the work and they're going to spend all that time and money putting these corn piles out there and creating movement off of us onto him so his clients can shoot them. Well, then I'm going to put a tree stand in between or a ground blind in between and we'll take advantage of that movement. We, we can't just allow all of our hard work and just have deer just pile off because I will agree with you. If you're in a tree stand, a ladder stand, lock on stand or whatever, and you're just standing out there in the wide open, I agree with you. Um, bait piles can be damn tricky because what deer will learn is yes, this is a great feeding area, but they also, when you concentrate deer in tiny little pockets like that, 
predators learn very quickly that that's where the prey is. And so the coyotes show up, the bobcats show up, everybody shows up. And so the deer start to learn, geez, we need to come into this cautiously. And so if you're in a tree stand, they're, che- they're wind checking everything around that thing. And they are in pins and needles. And believe me, it can be tricky. But if you're dealing with an elevated box blind that you can close all up with in no sense escaping and you're inside a dark hole and you put it... It can be a little bit easier, but, it, you know. It, I, I, I agree with everything you said, but for a nine to five guy yeah. that has some land that has a feeder, right? You know, most guys can't afford too many spin feeders. They're, they're not exactly giveaways, yeah. but they got a few feeders. In a lot of cases, it's not as, I'm just saying it's not as easy as a lot of people think. Like if there's oh. a 180 inch deer on your land and you have a thousand acres, I'm not saying you won't kill it over corn. You might, but more than most likely, you probably have better luck from my limited experience or, or slightly above limited, not, not a greenie, but certainly not an expert. You're probably going to have better luck on a transition area between corn and something else because he's not so scared. Yeah, they and, come in and, fucking twitchy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the other thing too is if you're a small acreage landowner, I mean, that, that's the thing is, and I never really appreciated it until now. Um, the fact that, you know, you hear the adage, well, if my neighbor baits, I have to. And, you know, you, if you have a whole bunch of, okay, for us, like, for instance, for us, no, we don't necessarily have to. I can change where my food plots are and I can do all this, blah, 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 blah. Well, this year. Okay. So we planted a bunch of food plots and uh, guess what? It got really, really dry in the fall and they didn't come up the way I thought they would. I put a lot of freaking work in, a lot of time and effort and they didn't come in the way I thought they were going to. And the deer came in and just pounded the ever living bejeebas out of it. And it just raped and pillaged. Okay. Well now what? They're going to walk right over my food plot and they're going to go to my neighbor to his corn pile and get shot. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. So now I literally was, sw- you've saw, you've probably seen, I've, uh, Swisher is a company that makes a bunch of implements and stuff for AT. Well, they've got a, uh, broadcast, uh, seeder, uh, spin, uh, basically it spins seed and fertilizer and lime and all that type of stuff. Well, I, I looked at it. I'm like, what if you took corn and you spread it out across a three acre site, a five acre site, and you spread it out to where you got a kernel every foot. How is that any different than a food plot? Yeah, no, I and you know what I mean. It, it, trust me, believe me, I fucking. So I started, that up. I started wrestling with my, you know, I started wrestling internally with with my own, my own value set on, and then I thought I was always opposed to uh, corn piles because of CWD concerns, and then I started doing, just diving in. I was going to do a, a, a little series on it, and then I started learning that. You know, there's more and more research that shows that CWD is not density dependent. It actually may be frequency dependent, meaning if you it, it it's so persistent on the soil and on the landscape, and they can still pick it up. Is is there a difference? There's there have been in the past some people argue uh, a bait pile and feeding is no worse than a food plot. And you know, for a while there, people were like, "Ah, that's a bunch of bullshit." Well, quite honestly, now we start looking at it like. Maybe not. So That's can what I've you been can, reading? Could, so can you even really? At this point, you go. Other than your own personal ethic, what's wrong with running a corn pile? Now we can talk about maybe moldy corn. We can talk about now. Me, I will raise my hand and say why I don't like seeing that is because most of the time the corn piles are down in the tree line. All right, down in close to bedding areas. 
and you put a corn pile and you start running that corn pile from September until, until the end of season, you end up growing baby black bears called raccoons. And there's 20 to 40 of them on a bait pile every, okay. every night. Yep. What do you think your turkey population is going to do? Your your nest success on your turkeys the next year. So, so people, I mean, the raccoons don't kill the trees; they eat the eggs for people. Yeah, e- exactly. So they're, they're nest predators. They just raid. The, so your your turkey nest success is just shit. You've just artificially inflated your raccoon population, and it, it just so there's still issues with me in baiting down in river bottoms. But if you if if we're if you're if you're if you're in an area that baits, you want to hunt in an area bait. That's the thing you have to come to grips with. If you want to come out like I'll just use Kansas, you're like, man, I want to I want to do a Kansas whitetail hunt. Okay, well, if you don't like baiting, the first question for your outfitter better be, are you baiting or are you not? Yes or are. no. Yeah, 99% <laughs> of them are. Yeah. Now, you can choose to say, well, I don't want to sit over bait. Okay, well, then there's that one ladder stand over there that you can sit for the next five days or seven days or whatever. Most of them are, and it's the reality. If you're going to go do that and you are going to accept that that's what I'm going to hunt over, all I would ask, circling it back to, and we can talk about how, how the baiting is done in a different discussion, but if you're going to hunt over corn, can we just have an honest discussion about it you know can can you just own it because i did this year i mean i talk, I, I, we're, i'm gonna have a whole i'm gonna i've got a corn pile i've got some game cameras on i'm gonna i'm gonna assess the usage on corn piles versus the assess the usage on scattered corn versus on feeders i i think there are differences that you could put in that way but i i people, see and i think i think you have a lot better chance and again this is me speculating some too because i don't have that much I haven't hunted that many, you know, places. This year was a pretty eye opener for in in Texas, and and I've hunted, you know, other places to bait. But I think um, during the rut, a bait a a corn pile in short term, meaning a few days before the rut, you start a pile, you run it a week or so, and you pull out. You've got a better chance of shooting a buck at that time than you would on a spin feeder or a gravity that's static, like constant. Because hmm. they get wise to that. That other one, they're coming in dumber. Um, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that. I It's been my limited experience um, that that seems to work pretty well, where they will come in at night to the, the feeder. Yeah, um, yeah. They'll come in, you know, if they're dumb enough, when they get rut crazy enough, they'll they'll come in. Um, and, and again... I'm looking for feedback on this for people listening in. It seems like you go out, you sprinkle corn for a week or two, and then you 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 know you leave it after that, and you do it again not too far away. The bucks, when I say that, the bucks aren't as alert and not as cautious coming in. Like there was a couple times in Texas, we had big deer on corn. I drew my bow back one inch. They erupted. There wasn't, I mean, oh, they yeah, were that yeah. tuned up. Like, Well, again, and I, and I think it goes to the predator sensitivity. They know they're concentrating into an area. They, or they, if you're a hunter and you're piss pounding it every time, there's there arrows go. getting you, flung yeah, at them. Yeah, if you've you got know? an outfitter that's, and that's the thing, is you've got an outfitter that's just turning and burning clients and just every day there's someone in there. There's so much human scent in and out of that. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and everybody, and it, literally in the whitetail world, you'll hear people talk about this all the time. Oh, yeah. You can get pictures of deer on camera 
Rephrase. You can get pictures of mature bucks, big bucks on camera at that corn pile. 99.9% of them are going to be in the dark. What the outfitter is hoping to do typically is create movement around that area, keep the does there in hopes to get lucky that that the animal is going to circle back and you'll shoot a big buck off of it. Or you're going to put the corn pile there so that when you put your client in the stand, he see he or she sees deer every day, day. Yep. every day. I got oh man, there was so oh it was pretty cool. I got to watch the squirrels and I got to watch a bird. Oh, and the deer came in. If it, oh, there's constant action. This it's like it, it's just constant, 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 constant. Oh, there's a one percent chance or five percent chance that oh, oh yeah oh there's a good buck. He's coming in. You know what I mean? We we there's a there's a certain group that uh, had a had they made their name off of one really awesome bull. Yeah. They came out and they hunted and and, and the the head guy on that he killed a smoker of a buck and yep I mean it it, it had happens and and I've seen it over 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 time where yeah every now and then you'll get a a good buck we this year same thing we had a really good mid one forties high one forties deer die on us that the the whoever was hunting over our fence line did not. They either didn't think they made a good shot or they didn't follow up with it. I don't know what the hell it is, but the thing was 100 yards off the fence line, stone dead. So it came in and somebody shot it, you know, but it just, yeah, no, it, most of the time it's going to be a little bit trickier than what f- some folks think it is. It's the same thing we talked about with the crossbows. Everybody yeah. has this idea of, oh, well, this is, j- this. okay, have you ever done it? If you haven't done it. In a blind, temper- yeah. in a tree stand. A crossbow is, I don't think it should be allowed in bow season because it, it is, the, to me, it is that easy. On the ground, it's not that easy. No, it's a pain gonna, in the butt. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's inefficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we, and we don't have to rehash this, but you're absolutely right. I mean, I, we saw it this year for, so I took that one, we got one food plot and I've used, I've been using it as a test plot on scattering corn across it. It's about, oh, a half an acre, but I'm scattering that corn. So there's, there's a kernel, say every six to 12 inches kind of scattered across it. So it really mimics what a cut corn field would look like, but you're talking over across the whole thing. There might be a thousand pounds of corn out there, but it's scattered movement. And so I thought, well, that's going to act like a food plot and, and they're going to act. Oh yeah. We had, you literally even tried to move on that. And I mean, the way the deer were coming in and because the coyotes started piling and because the concentrated, you know, the use in there, they were on such pins and needles. It's like, okay, yes, I created movement this way. Yes. I put deer here. Guess what? You're about impossible. It's to an kill. It, it's, it almost is. It's just Ala- like Alabama. Geez, Pete. Alabama those deer hunted for five months straight. I think it can take you five minutes to get your bow off the easy hanger. Correct. Sir. I mean they are, and that's what. And when you, you damn sure hope and pray that th- that there wasn't a piece of mud, like you said, uh, or you're just you, hope you for ship, a ten to twelve mile an hour wind. Yes, <laughs> you shift your weight a little bit, and the stand goes. Ding. Oh, good luck. Oh yeah, and th- I mean that's the thing. Like we're with the, you know, you the you shoot a lot of deer in Alabama. You know they get shot at a lot, and so you become a better hunter because of it. You got to aim low. You know you got to. I mean they just duck. They do. But hey, here's one a little off the subject. So I shot that that one buck, and it was late. We gutted it. We hung it. The next day I took photos. Okay, and yep. I just did frontals. Sure. I post. Of course, nobody reads the post, but I did what I feel was right. Right. That's what sure. we, so 
everywhere I've ever hunted in late season or when the weather's cold, we just pile them up in, in the garage, basically. We hang them. When it's cold, we, we're, we're sure. aging the meat with the hide on, though. We Correct. leave the hide on. Correct. So do um, I. So yeah. do I. <laughs> and then one day, if it's getting a little warm or we're bored, we go out and we cut them all up, take them to the processor. Um, I had one or two guys post publicly and a few message me. Uh, for a guy who cares about his meat, you're doing a horrible job or, or something like that. And I'm like, well, I've done it this way since I've been hunting whitetails. Deer, different. I pack them out. But we gut them, right? We, yep. we split them all the way down the, you yep. know, right right down the hip to the butthole, damn near, split open them. Correct. And then we hang them up with some guys do it by the legs, the butt end, other guys do it by the head. Air them out. Well, if, if we're worried, we'll pop open the rib cage a bit. Correct. Um, and we'll let them hang for days. You Correct. know, five, six, seven days, some guys weeks if it's cold. Yeah. Um, now, if it's 70 degrees. Common sense. Yes, there you go. <laughs> exactly. If it, if we're talking 40s and under, uh, I'll let that sucker hang. For for It doesn't hurt any. And you don't oh, lose by, any meat. Oh, by the way, the processor will too. Yeah. I was just gonna, <laughs> that was one thing. It, it, it dawned on me later. It's like, Jesus, they're just hung in a cooler at the processor until they can get to it. When they're like, hey, it'll be a couple weeks, they don't do it that day. And then fucking you pick it up in two weeks, Dude, it's hanging there. You saw my post on the Iron Will head where, yeah. I, where I cut the, the ball off, the shot, the top of the ball. Okay, so those deer had been hanging, or one of those deer had been hanging in there for, I don't know, probably close to, well, probably five days. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it was cold. So I took it to the processor. I even said, I'm taking it to the processor. I get up to the processor. I get up there. They're in the middle of there. They've got, they've got so I'm like, crap. he's like, well, I guess just put them over there and then we'll hang and we'll just try to get to him. I'm like, well, crap. if I had known that I would have just left him at the oh, house gosh, hanging. Yeah. I would have brought him back. <laughs> I didn't need to bring him here and let him hang. So people don't realize that a lot of places, yes, if it's cold, let them hang. Now people will misconstrue that and they'll say, well, you know, I know, you know, down when, when it's pronghorn season, you know, you got to really get that hide up. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pronghorn season. Yeah. It's, it's August. <laughs> either August or even early October when yeah. the daytime highs are pushing 80 degrees. In Colorado. Yeah. Yes. Get the hide off. Get it in a cooler. But if it's 40 degrees in, in cool in your garage, and or like for me, I'll I'll open the door in my garage if it's a sunny day. I'm like, hmm, it feels like I'm not seeing my breath. It's at night, I'll just go open all the doors, let the just get cold as butt in there. And Same thing. And then we'll look at the weather forecast Correct. and we'll be like, ah, eh, looks like Thursday, we'll cut up the meat. Yeah. It's going to get warm. We better just get, get it done. Yeah. yeah. And I was, and I'm not mad at anyone, but I learned, it, it shows me learning what you can get away with is important that people need to learn. When I say get away with, you're on a backpack hunt. If you have ice, a cold creek or a river, a ecothermal corridor, you can get Whoa, away with what did uh, you just say? I know, right? Um, that uh, so, <laughs> I I I love hearing you use big words. When I was a kid or in high school, um, before I got in a lot of trouble, I was going to be a fish biologist, and I volunteered at a fish hatchery for every waking moment I could with uh, Greg Grinbrimmer and and then Terry. Terry ran the fish hatchery, and he ended up becoming in charge of all of them. Now Greg runs all of them. They took me under their wing, and and I you know, fish ladders and hydrology, riffle pools, glides. I'd survey and snorkel creeks and rivers. Um, we do fish counts. And um, So you're a fish squeezer? At one time, yeah. I needed the side money too, um, which is when they come down the ladder, you conk them in the head and squeeze out the, the sperm or the eggs. But 
I, during that time, learned ecothermal corridors. So when you're walking through and you're hot and all of a sudden you hit a, you know, let's say, you know, everybody has a, diff- a drainage and it's cool, cold. That's an ecothermal corridor. The temperature of that corridor is cooler than any other corridor around it. And that's where you want to hang your meat. Um, that's where it's going to be cooler. It's where animals hang out. I've said that and got made fun of before, probably because I'm using big words, but whatever you call it, that's where you want to hang the meat because the temperature stays lower there, usually because, of, well, not usually, the the trees and then the sun. The sun, the trees, and the mountain range um, all are conducive for and cold air blowing down it to keep it cool. We kept Frank's meat 70 degrees every day for five days. We were in a snow berm. It's yeah, buried in the go. snow. Uh, no different throwing in a freezer, right? Same thing. Um, cold at night. If it freezes at night, I'll take my sleeping bag and hang it over, and people are like, Sleeping bags used to keep warm. Like, no, it's insulating. Yeah. It insulates cold yeah. and heat. It doesn't know any better. Yeah. That's the, that's the joke <laughs> about a thermos. You know, it's the most amazing invention ever. Why? Because it, it keeps hot stuff hot and it keeps cold stuff cold. Yeah, well, well, how does it know? That's the question. How does it know? <laughs> yep. No, it, it, that's exactly uh, how it, you know, works as far as when you're backpacking and when you're, you know, in Texas, it was hot some days, but it was freezing cold. It snowed a little bit. It flurries anyway. Um, but, you know, it's sub 30 at night. And then in the day it got up to 55, but it's in a garage that's shaded. We do the same thing, open up doors, let the cool air in. And in midday, you touch that meat and it's still freezing cold. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's still cold. So I think that guy was from California and exactly. totally different. You can't hang anything up. Meat will go bad, but. Well, and the same thing too. I mean, there's some people who say, "No, no, no, go, it's fine that you go ahead and hang that all, but you still got to get the hide off. Otherwise, it'll it'll go bad." Well, no, no it depends Wrong. on the it depends on the <laughs> temperature gradient you're dealing with. And if you've got the cold enough temperature gradient, it doing exact. I do exactly what you just said. I split the sternum right down, and if it's a doe, I'll take the the windpipe and everything right out. Um, but I'll split the sternum, open it up, split the pelvis, open that baby up, hang it. I usually do it from the back feet just or back legs just because it's easier to get for the gambrel and, and get a weight and all that stuff. But air it out. But I'll leave – if it's cold enough, I will absolutely leave the hide on because then the, the meat the, – the, the meat that's touching or basically where the hide meets up to the, the muscle tissue – doesn't dry out. It doesn't become this hard skin that ends up having to get trimmed off and wasted. It gets thrown in a, in a dead pile. I'd rather leave the hide on. You actually get a little bit more meat out of it because you don't have that skin. So I'm going to leave the hide on as much as I can. But you're absolutely right. People, I think the problem is, is people are more worried this these days about being right than wanting to understand. You know, there's the adage, you know, people listen to respond rather than listen to understand there's so many people that just i you know i look at you aaron snyder and you've got this following and why do people i i I disagree with this i disagree with this i disagree with this so you know what i'm gonna make a comment without even having a clue in the world what the actual details and the realities are in the area that you're in and what you're dealing with i mean why would somebody from alabama that's never been on a sheep hunt criticize someone that's been on a sheep hunt, but they do it all the time. It, it's a different world that you've never even been into. Yeah. It, and it's, you know, with obviously social media and everything else. And sometimes I think people just want to be heard. So they say whatever. That's what I, oh, that's what I, well, that's the whole thing. And, and we had this conversation the other, uh, yesterday and the fact that, you know, back when, you know, when we were kids, um, 
we didn't have social media. And so we had our, we had our family and then we had our school friends. And then maybe if you went to church, you had your, your church friends and then you had your neighborhood and, and you, you, these kind of circles went out and, and even the, I think the thing that was good back then is even within your circle of friends, there was people that you really didn't always agree with, but you were still friends and you play with them and you'd be like, Aaron, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. But yet we're still going to go out and we're going to play. And me saying you're full of shit would temper you a little bit, but then I would be tempered. I'd be like, all right, I can understand you and, and I can get along with that. I can forgive that because I also know that he's a really good kickball player and, and I want him on my team. And so we, we would get, we would get along. And as you grew up, you became something in your little group. You, you became significant. You, you became known for something. Maybe you were the jackass of your group. Yeah, the class or, clown or, or something. But but you had an identity that was your own that that you could be in with that. And you were also by kind of default thrown into a mix of different people that you had to learn to kind of get along with. But nowadays with social media, we get to cherry pick who we want to associate with. And guess what? We can pretend to be anybody we want to be. That has created this really good information flow. I love it because I get to share information with people. But by the same token, now your sphere that you want to belong to has 50,000 people. Who the hell are you in 50,000 people? And you, you're no one. You just vanish into this, this, you're this anonymous thing. And I think it's psychologically, you can listen to Jordan Peterson talk about it or anybody else, but psychologically, we need to be, we need fulfillment, we need to have purpose. And so if we don't have an outlet, we're going to create that. And in social media, I think, I think people are so desperately seeking purpose and significance important. You know, they, they feel that they want, they want to be important. They want to be valued. They want to be significant. And so if they don't have an outlet, I think it ends up coming out in a negative fashion rather than mostly positive. And I think that's where a lot of our conflicts come from is just because I would, I, I, I would agree. And I, I <laughs> people in our age bracket look at this much different than Correct. a younger age bracket. So one of the things when in our age bracket, if you were out of line in that circle, you talked about, you got punched in the mouth yeah, uh, or your dad beat your ass or yeah. whatever. Um, there is no spankings much now. I don't want to get into if it's right or wrong, but there's just not as many. Um, or guess what? You just didn't get picked for to go on the, the kickball team or whatever. Or you didn't get picked. There you were, were re- shunned. Major yes. repercussions Correct. in one way, shape, or form that could last all the way through high school. You, you know, if, if you're like I was from a logging community and things were settled with fists more than most likely. And you learned that there's, there's certain repercussions. So you check yourself. Eh, I better not say that. Right. Or. Maybe you're not in a physical presence to do so. You know, you, you look at maybe smaller guys, not saying smaller guys can't fight. Justin Gates, you beat the shit out of me. Or guys that weren't a Frank. Frank's not a violent man. I'm not. Exactly. Frank, Frank gets along with everyone yeah. for the most part. And he'll say out of the gate or you might you might not push a point to a guy where he wants to hit you, but you want to have a logical debate. Nothing wrong with that. But then you have guys that purposefully, and it happens to me because they can gouge you in one way, shape, form, or fashion that would deserve a, a punch in the face, all right? 
there's no there's no punching in the face on yeah. social media. Correct. So you get away with saying a lot. Oh, yeah. a, a guy just made a comment just now. I read uh, somebody posted a photo of me with an animal and said Aaron had a great year this year. The guy's first response was Helen Keller could have a great year as much as he hunts, and I'm like. Well, there's a lot of effort with you know. <laughs> Maybe, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I would challenge anyone to you got to put a lot of effort into taking animals with a stick bow. I'm not saying I'm anything special or not or whatever. I just know what it takes to put animals down with that stick. But what is what is the constructive purpose of that Ex- comment? Exactly, like it's all. I, I'm sorry, I don't know this person. <laughs> I, I, all that comes across to me is you were jealous. And so what you, the only response that you can make is that your ego is now telling you, I need to diminish what Aaron did to make me feel a little bit better about what I didn't do. Yeah. And that's how I was like, Jesus, dude, that's the best, that's the best you got. Like, don't, let's not consider the amount I train and I shoot and everything else. It's like, oh, anybody could do it. No, if anybody could do it, anybody can do it. Right? Anybody can go out hunting. Well, if they but you want. have opportunities that other people don't. Anybody can get those two. Yeah. Well, but my point is, exactly. <laughs> I, I will give him, yes. Can I hunt as much as you? Can I go? And no, I, I, I don't have the funds and I don't have the opportunities. But the same thing goes as, okay, yes, you were, you, you could have all of these opportunities. And let's just pretend that everybody paid you to come out and hunt all these animals. That's fine. If you did not have skill, you would not have animals on the ground. Yes. Do you have opportunities that people don't? Yes. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Were you able to capitalize on the opportunities that you had? There's the question. So if you went on 100 hunts this year, I don't, I'm just arbitrarily, if you went on 100 hunts this year and you came back with only, only quote unquote, 30 animals, let's say you're 30% successful. Someone else goes out and they had 10 hunts on their, whatever their hunt, their ground, and they came back with eight animals. Well, hey, that's a pretty damn good percentage. Yep. But now if you came, you did your 100 hunts and you came back with 95 animals, your percentage is pretty damn good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, we can compare apples to apples. Okay. So Aaron went on a hunt and there's baiting or corn involved or whatever. And I live in an area where I cannot do that. Okay. Fine. Your situation has greater intrinsic challenges, maybe. Maybe than what Aaron was. Okay. And your point is what? If you want to complain about him, you know, you hunting in Alabama or Texas or wherever, well, then I would rather hear the criticism from someone who hunts that area of Texas rather than someone who does. If you're in Illinois, and you, I don't, I, I say Illinois, if you, if you have a different set of conditions, and you're going to criticize someone else who's in a completely different set of conditions, what what are you getting out of it? What what? And let's take me out of the equation. Okay, let's leave. And I'm only saying that because there's other instances that this happened where I was blown away. Donald Trump Jr. shoots an elk. Yep. Okay. Immediate, oh, lucky rich kid. What, is he supposed to give the money back? 
Correct. Wait, I, I wish my parents had money. Um, okay, it was high fence. It wasn't. Okay, he was guided. Probably. Okay. Yep. And? Yep. Lots of people do it. Like yep. Poor people do that shit. Or blue collar. Do Correct. That. Instead of saying, good, thank God, our president's son is pro-hunting. <laughs> yes. Huge swing for, you know, I don't want to hear shit about Trump did this or that. Yeah, Just yeah. at face value, the president's son is a bow hunter and a good one. Yeah. He's a hell of a shot with a recurve. Rather than just saying, good job. Was that outfitted? What area did you go with? Who'd you go with? You know, yeah. what what outfitter? Yeah. Holy shit, that was public land outfitted? Good job, right? It, no. Fuck no. We eat our own. Yeah. Fuck pussy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a fucking president's and son. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll bet you any money, I don't know this, but it would not surprise me to find out that that person who was criticizing the president's son is probably a, a follower of the of the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership <laughs> and Backcountry Hunters and Anglers who idolized Teddy Roosevelt, who was a hunter. It's like, wait a minute. Which, what, what, the, what, do you want one of our senior leaders to be hunters or not? Yeah. Here's a, here's a, this one came to me yesterday. A guy told me, he's like, same thing. Okay. Urban, I'm not even going to say the state or the city, but this is that they have urban deer, suburban deer, more deer showing up in people's backyard than they can do. So they had a hunt. All right. The city council, the county, you could hunt in people's backyards in the suburban environment with a bow. A judge, a well-respected judge, owned property. The neighbor was a very well-respected business owner. Or, uh, I don't remember if he's a dentist or whatever. But anyway, he was a well-respected member of the community. They had had land. The guy, the one guy, shoots this tremendous two hundred. I don't. I, giant I, I don't deer. remember. Giant deer. Giant deer. Okay. It hits the ground. Some of the other people around there that either knew about that deer or whatever started getting oh well you probably baited you baited or you're feeding him bread and blah 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 and it, all of a sudden the, the, this chatter this negative chatter from one hunter who started the shit pot because he was jealous that this guy killed the deer yeah starts this chatter it all of a sudden leaves social media city council goes in and you're like you know what this is this is really not good we'll shut no more hunting so one jealous asshole, excuse me, one jealous asshole that just couldn't deal with the fact that, you know what, life sucks and, and the deer was not on your property and it was over there and he got lucky and shot it. You're going to shut the whole thing down for everyone else. What good came from you doing that? Nothing. Well, it's uh, Rogan. I brought yeah. him up earlier. He doesn't profess to be some hardcore backpack hunting guy he likes to hunt he likes to eat wild game and yeah. okay is he in a position to buy a twenty thousand dollar tag yes yeah. yeah okay so here's my thing and you know my history okay construction parents don't have money loan them money when you start giving me shit about it i've earned what i've got okay yeah, yeah. if if i go on a mule deer hunt in alberta I've earned to go on that hunt in alberta because i hunt, hunted piss pounded shit over the counter tags Correct. forever i still hunt them but when I have an opportunity, of course, you have to do it because it's legal. You got to have a guide up there. Um, but maybe I made different life choices than you. Good, Correct. bad, or indifferent. And Correct. let's face it. I went five years without paying my taxes and owed a shitload of money, had to make payments to the IRS. I've had issues financially, you know, through life like everyone. Absolutely. But I've tried to structure my life around hunting, so I get to hunt a lot. Could you just maybe say to people that have done well or tried to, I, it's it not like happen. I'm loaded. 
It's weird to me. It doesn't happen because everybody's fighting for this identity. And I think that's it. Social media is simultaneously the best thing that's ever happened for us as a society, I think, and simultaneously the absolute worst. Well, let's look at Cam, okay? Right, wrong, or indifferent, okay? If you don't like to see Cam running, don't look at his page all the time, okay? It's There's, baked into the cake. Yeah, it's who really is. But you can't take away, and, and I don't agree with, I can't say I don't agree. I don't watch everything Cam does and, and you know, some of the things, I don't, I could give a shit about running, so I, I'm not going to watch him run. <laughs> I um, and I don't get motivated, I, I'm self-motivated, so I'll listen to stuff every now and then, but watching him run does nothing for me, right? Yeah. It's just, and that's not, David Goggins. Him. David Goggins. No, I, I, I yeah. like some of the things he says, but it just, but, but I have nothing. He's gotten to where he is from hard work. Yeah. Right? He's worked his ass off. He's a freak running. I don't know as far as if he's an athlete or not, but he can yeah. run like a motherfucker and he's, he's put on some muscle. He lifts. That motivates people. Do you have to agree with everything he says? No, I don't. No, you know, but, but he's good for the hunting. You know, yes. You, you would have a very hard time convincing me he's bad. Okay. He's good looking dude. No homo. Right. Sponsored by Maybe a little bit, slightly. I mean, sorry, Cam, <laughs> just a little. I like my guys taller though. Um, the uh, he's 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 um, uh, what's the word? Attached to non-hunting environments, so non-hunters get to see it. Yeah. Um, meaning non-hunters get to peek into hunting because of Cam. Good things. Same he's with Joe. Yeah. yeah, same with Joe. But then you you get guys which I. I understand I don't agree because I've talked about it. Hey, guys, don't compare your elk hunt to Joe and Dudley and whoever. Yeah, I say, yeah. those are $20,000 tag or Jockos. But why does it matter? Right? There, uh, do I want to hunt that area? I probably would. Um, yeah. <laughs> certainly would like to see. But it's good for hunting, yeah. right? It, it's yeah. showing up. If you don't have those opportunities, I would suggest work harder. Right. Yeah. Find a way. Yeah. Um, if you're if your thing's family, hunt on the weekends and focus on your family. If your thing's hunting, you know you may not want to have a family because it does slow things down. But you know, focus on what's important to you and don't worry about everyone else. It's like the private land versus public land. Yeah. I mean, it it becomes this this cult this thing about well, it's taboo to not taboo. It's it's lesser if you're hunting private land versus if you're hunting public land. Well, okay, hold on a minute. A that what but you you want to criticize someone for hunting private land hold up if they're hunting private land then and in they're hunting on a piece of ground that you don't have permission to be on or that you can't afford okay but they're down there hunting private land and they're not up on the public land where you are which means they're reducing the amount of yeah, competition <laughs> you have so shouldn't you encourage people to go and and when i was involved with CETA, uh, the cba i would listen to these discussions about landowner vouchers and people would bitch and complain about hunter crowding and the fact that elk are going and 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 leaving public land and going and finding you know, sanctuary on private and then they would bitch and complain that the 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 ranch would get vouchers and that well, now, if you are just getting taking the vouchers and then making everybody go to the public land, that's one thing. But they were bitching and complaining that the, the ranch would get vouchers and that you, you didn't have to draw the tag to go hunt that public land or that private land. And then they would complain that, well, there's not enough people hunting that private land and, and the elk aren't coming off. It's like, well, OK, but then you're going to crucify the people that actually go down on that private land and go hunt. 
wouldn't you want more people hunting private land so that way it would push more animals up onto the ground? We all have, this is, I I have a, I, I don't hunt in Kansas. I don't walk, I don't hunt any walk in ground anymore. I don't hunt state wildlife areas anymore. Why? I have been given a opportunity that I have now and the blessings that I've been given now to be able to work on, manage, and hunt. Private ground is something that I know that not everybody has a privilege to do. So if you're going to come out to Kansas to hunt and all you have is public ground to hunt, I find it unethical, rude, whatever you want to put it. If I had the opportunity, and this is what I have a problem with with the individual that we were talking about earlier, he has access to thousands of acres of private ground, but will watch and he will go and he'll hunt on walk-in and kill the biggest buck on walk-in access. And I'm like, God, freaking Lee, someone else out there only, <laughs> only had walk-in, only had public. You can go anywhere you want on your private. And in fact, you don't let anyone else hunt on your private. You have an opportunity to hunt all this ground. You're going to keep people out of it. And then you are going to go to the piece of public where, where that's the only piece that somebody, and then you're going to go try to kill the biggest and best and out. I think that's just, that is just so disgusting to me. I just, I don't understand how we don't it, what's, it's what's the goal? How do we? How did we lose track of the golden rule? Do unto others as you want to do. To the, how do we not consider other people? Why did it become this competition where we're going to pull? We're going to remove from someone else simply to build my image up. You know, does that make sense? I don't yeah, know if I'm I, way off. No, far, and but. I mean I'm growing up daily on all this stuff as well. As far as growing up, meaning when I see um, very rarely, unless it's an enemy of mine, when I see somebody with an animal, I'm generally like. Jesus, yeah, it's a, cool. It's a big buck. Now, if it's somebody I know might be shady, yeah. I may expect a phone call with a true story later. Uh, not from him, but maybe somebody else, or somebody yeah. else, or whatever. Or, or you're going to raise an eyebrow, be like, "All right, I'm going to, I'll be interested to hear what this story is about." Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to post publicly about Correct. it. Right? That's bad form. Correct. So, if you um, try to like my how my brain works. I can hunt with Alex out east every year, right? Super tight. He owes me and shoot giant deer in the corny out east. But I choose to kick the shit out of myself in the high country to quite possibly shoot yeah, a smaller a, deer. That's a different experience, a completely different hunt. Well, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I personally hunt the hunt for the experience. So I want to go beat the shit out of myself in the high country. Do I want to go hunt public land for whitetails? No, I don't. Um, because it sucks. It it in that where I can, where it's I know a, to go. Yeah, um, it's a it's a different level of potential for success. Exactly. I have Scott for it's Topo Texas Outfitters, but he has yeah, obviously I don't he doesn't guiding me or buddies right, but that's what he owns Topo Texas Outfitters. He's got land he can and he lets me go on it. Um, you know what? I, we're buddies. Did I go to Texas because there's corn involved? No. That's just where Scott had his land, and I wanted to hang out with Scott. Yeah, now and you shoot a bunch of deer, and I, yeah, it, well, yeah, I love dude. The deer down there, are like axis deer, I mean, they're fucking good. I mean, they just taste good. So, 
I like shooting things and I like eating those things. I like hanging out with Scott. It's not very far from Colorado, so I'm probably not going to head to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and freeze my balls off to shoot a spike. Yeah. Fucking sense does that make? I have people messaging me. Why don't you go to Michigan and yeah, we'll come up here and you do that up here? We'll, uh, I'm very up, kid. I don't want to. I like to have fun. And if that's your version of fun, that's your version of fun. Go do it. I like to be successful when I hunt. You're not successful all the time. And so, um, you know, if I when Texas and Oklahoma, if I can do that every year, I will. That's also in the whitetail, and I've beat the shit out of myself for a while. So, you know, there's there's other hunts, OTC elk. Can you or I go into OTC elk and probably kill an elk in 10 days? Probably. Yeah, probably. Have, have a solid a opportunity chance. to kill one. I, yeah. I'll have an opportunity. Um, and, and have for I've shot elk for many years on OTC. Do I want to, if I could get a landowner tag to hunt public land in another area? Yeah, fuck no. I'm going to hunt the landowner tag. So have I gotten to a position to where I can afford $1,200 for a landowner tag? I have because I have no bills because I've structured my life around hunting. And if I have a choice, why on earth would I hunt OTC when I could hunt a three-point draw area for $1,200 yeah. and have a better experience? If I can't get one of those... My ass is going to OTC. It's how it is. I don't understand why there's an issue with that. Well, and there it, is. And, and, it, and that's, again, that's what I talked about at ISC this year. So I, I gave the example of the of the private versus public and how, for me, I just, I, I'm, I want people to understand, I viscerally have a just, it rubs me the wrong way seeing, I, I just, me physically, I could not do it. I could not go and walk and do a, a hunt on walk-in, I don't think, and feel good about it because I would feel just dirty. However, however, that's my value set. Yeah. And there are other people that value hunting public ground because truly their value is I want to go compete with other hunters. I want to see if I can perform on a public piece of ground where they can't, or I want to outperform. It's, it's now, a, for a lack of a better term, it's a combat sport. Of I'm it's it, it's not about me going and 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 playing the game with an animal. It's can I go in and kill something before someone else, or can I kill something better than some? It's a competition between other hunters. I saw that this year in one of the areas that I was hunting. These guys, there was a a, a young little little four, but just a young bull, cool little guy. Uh, he was very close to the trailhead, um, and. Quite honestly, people, uh, a lot of people knew that he, I mean, he was very regular in this particular part of the meadow. Yeah. Opening day comes and this group goes in there and just slacks him. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we are. Ah. And their whole, the whole point was, it wasn't that they were excited that they were able to kill an elk. It wasn't that they were excited that they were able to fill a freezer or maybe one of their girlfriends or spouses or whatever was able to get their first hand. No, no, no. It was, ha, 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 we killed it and you didn't. Suckers, we're better than you. We killed it on opening morning or opening day and oh, you're still up there slugging around. It's like, um, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, he was kind of cool. I liked watching yeah. him and, and he was, he was a, yeah. It, we have different value sets. And, and one of my biggest things in life that I struggle with is hypocrisy. If I see hypocrisy, it just drives me nuts. And I know damn well that we all have the proclivity to have that happen with us. And I know that I have that, uh, it's a daily struggle 
for me to make sure that I am as consistent as I can and not be a hypocrite on things. But man, competing values. It's weird. The competing values things is it's a struggle for me because if you uh, if you want to hunt with a compound or a stick or feathers or veins or a gun or you're hunting. It's good, yes. right? And you if, bought a tag. Go, good. Yeah, and if you if you want to hunt uh, and hang your 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 you know hang your hat on um, public land and that's all you want to do, great. I do it too, and I and I don't have the money to hunt private very often. I've just been able to start going on some of these hunts, but like the mountain goat, you know that public land mountain goat drew a tag and we went in, we scouted, we did our thing, and it was the kind of hunt, you know, it was everything I wanted it to be. We we scouted. We found, and I drew a nanny tag. We found an old nanny. I was able to take my wife, at least on the valley floor. Luke was able to go. And we went in and killed the goat. And great hunt, right? Yeah, fun hunt. Everything checked all boxes. Right. Mountain, or the, the, the mule deer hunt. It didn't go exactly like I wanted it to, but I got my money's worth out of that hunt. I got a lot of days of hunting in. Got my ass kicked the first part on a lot of good stocks, a lot of big bucks. Went back in there. You know, right after muzzleloader, no feed, and was able. I only shot a 125 inch deer, but I went back in there and shot really one the biggest deer out of the only six deer I found on the fifth day. Minus the deer not being a giant, that's about as good as you can get on a public land hunt. I got my ass kicked, right? I learned a lot. I got to see crazy, crazy, you know, scenery, right? A lot of stocks on big deer outwitted the other hunters, outwittered the deer and packed out, you know, 60 pounds of meat. You can't ask for more than that. I would rather have that than go hunt out east. And I'm not saying I won't go hunt out east, but if I have the choice and I draw a tag up there, I'd like to hunt in the high country. But it's funny as I've seen screenshots of me shooting that deer, I got blasted for that. Can't believe he shot that deer. And it's like, well, one, I've got a stick. Two, why the fuck's it matter? Why does it matter? And three, I checked every box you could possibly check minus a 180-inch deer. And it was I And you're not going to see Aaron Snyder see someone post a picture from out Eastern Plains, you know, and they shoot a 140-inch mule deer, and Aaron Snyder's going to comment, well, go up in the high country and try that. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) There's, There's a lot of that stuff that I just left scratching my head, and I get it. Some people do need to get checked. I a hundred percent agree. The, the fraud that is, and that's where, and that's where I think that, that I think that is in my book. And I don't know. I'm not saying that this is the line, but for me, that is the line. It's it's the fraud portion. I don't care what you do. Now, let me. No, I, I, it's a lie. That's a lie. I don't like. I don't like seeing people hunt my fence lines with a bait pile. Drives me absolutely <laughs> bait shit, bat shit crazy. I hate it viscerally with every fiber of my body. Guess what? Suck it up. That's life. It's legal. Yeah, you oh, gotta, well. You got to figure it out. Guess what? Exactly. That's my problem. Now, I, I'm going to I'm gonna voice it. I'm going to yeah. talk about it. But it's my problem that I'm going to have to go around. Am, are you going to see me? Are you going to see me going onto their page and blasting that? No, no, no. Now, and, and you're not going to see me going on, a, on somebody else's page and blasting them. Um, unless they do really something egregious. <laughs> um, but I might post on my page of, yeah, get, this is what's going on. And what do you think about that? And that might chap some people's butts, but it's, if I see fraud 
or I see unethical behavior or I see blatant lies. That's where I start saying, okay, there's a problem here. But if someone is just doing something else that I just didn't have the ability to do, just freaking, you got, I don't know. I would hope that we have the ability in some way, shape, or form to become mature enough to be secure in our own abilities and our own lives to just say, okay, it just, let it be. I, I, I don't know. I, and again, maybe I'm a hypocrite. Maybe I'm an absolute hypocrite about some of my stuff and I just don't see it. And I hope somebody calls me out on it if they do. But it's, it's this past fall has been just a series of intellectual or value ch- value perceptions challenges to where I've had to just reevaluate what the freaking heck is that am I doing you know what I mean I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm I'm actually considering if I've got an opportunity to hunt elk on some private property I'm I'm actually thinking am I I might just go do that because for me I'm not, I, I have never, ever had, I don't think, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever had this thing where I need to perform, I need to perform on public ground. No, no, no. My thing with elk hunting is I want to play the game with the animal. I want that, that you know, intellectual interaction with the animal. And can I, can I, can I do things with that animal? Public land in some of these places, I am not being able to do that simply because the competing pressure on the landscape is just shutting it down to where my performance now is not am i engaging the elk it's it, is it can i engage it, am i beating another hunter I, that's that, that doesn't that doesn't that no, doesn't with, interest me i'm but with you if yeah. i can go and hunt private ground and only have an opportunity at maybe a 260 class bull but yet i got to play with that, I, I got to engage. You checked your box. Oh yeah. So I people may actually see me switch and go, okay, I might just go ahead and see if I can't work some things where I get to go play on on some private ground, or I've got the points now to where I can draw a limited license, and I I think I might go. I don't know. Well, you and I will talk, but I I, I might cash in some points this year yeah. to see about you know. My currency for elk hunting has always been about the animal. And if some of the areas on public land are not providing that interaction for me, yes, I can go to another piece of public land. I can, but that means I'm also going into another piece of public ground that I'm going to be interfering with probably someone else's hunt. If I have the ability to go somewhere where maybe someone else doesn't, then that pulls me out of their interference and it allows me to go ahead and check the boxes that I'm looking for. So I don't know. I may go that way. I don't know. Well, and I, I, was, I was talking with a guy recently um, schedule-wise. You know, he's talking about my schedule, you know, how whatever hunts. And I said, well, you know, like uh, turkey, um, I, I paid a, a pretty minimal amount, which is cool, in Nebraska for a trespass fee. Um, I got my buddy um, in Texas with Scott, and Amy, it doesn't cost anything, and he's buddy of his amy and i are gonna go hunt we're gonna hunt with you at least it, I'm, that's my plan um oh i'm in trouble i drank the green kombucha um and then we're i'm gonna go on one uh do-it-yourself bear hunt in idaho and then i'm gonna go on one with donnie vincent um up in alberta and that we're paying for that one and uh you know then we get antelope you know i don't have any 
you know, hunting public land with a recurve here is a little rough. So probably go with Alex or whatever. And then gonna high country mule deer and then OTC or if I draw an elk tag, elk. Um, and then um, I found a deal on a moose tag, which I think it was five hundred or five grand for the moose. That's um, a smoke over deal. Yeah. So um, why, why for you, your abilities at this time, why would you not do that? Yeah, and that's the where you kind of okay public um, public OTC uh, trespass fee, and it's kind of a mixed bag, is what I was like, you know. And Kafaru pays for some of the hunts, but you know now, and I could afford these now or whatever. But um, I I don't I can't afford a doll sheep, right? I, I can't um, twenty five thousand dollars, sixteen thousand dollars, but I can own a, I can afford a twelve hundred dollar landowner tag. So all I'm just trying to do whether it's public or private is improve my chances to get what I want out of the hunt. Turkey, I could give a shit. Public, private, I just want to shoot a turkey, right? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I want to see him gobble, right? I don't care where it's at. I mean, if you're like, hey, you're in this public spot, it's really good. I'll cancel a private spot. But I, it's cool watching turkeys work. So anyway. absolutely. Now here's a now let me now that we're wading into this couple hours. <laughs> Seriously though, if if we're going to be real, and and I and I mean this for myself, and and let me just say, I I can almost guarantee you, after this conversation, somebody could criticize you and say, well, in the past, you know, quote unquote, Aaron's made comments about, you know, people hunting on private land, or you should be able to perform on private land, or you know, we mature, and I don't know, I I, I remember certain conversations, and I I I I can see where people might want to criticize the change over time on value structures and i think everybody does that i don't i've never well okay i'm going to go back in my memory and then you just tell me if i'm wrong my issue on the public private thing was brendan burns shooting 400 inch elk and talking shit to guys hunting public land okay there there here, you go. here here's the there, and that's where I, that's where my mind went, yeah. and and I don't remember all the details of it. However, someone absolutely could make I think could probably make the leap. Well, oh, you were you were bitching back then. Now the you... difference is though, I don't talk down to people hunting public land. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. So, but I figured because that's the only yeah, thing I've ever said correct. about private. Correct. So I figured that's what you were talking about. Correct. Yeah. Now my thing with that was, and I'm not taking anything away from that guy. He's Brendan can hunt. He hunts private land and shoots giant elk. It's not fair to him compare what he has to somebody hunting over the counter. Correct. Not saying he couldn't get it done on over the Correct. counter because I'm sure he could. Um, my, you know, so I see what you're getting at, but my thing is, is I'm hunting public and private, or I'm doing a little bit of everything. Is if a guy shoots um, uh, Blaine Swanson just shoot, shot his first deer with a recurve, I'm, I'm assuming it's public. All for it, but yeah. great, great deer. Um, my buddy, um, his name's Backcountry Fatty. He's a funny little fucker. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, he just shot four animals in one year, like had an outstanding year. It, so he's no, on cloud nine right now. Yeah. At no time will you ever hear me say the whitetail I killed are way bigger than yours. Yeah. Because there's corn involved. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just did what I'm told. I can shoot pretty good and I try to make decent sense, but in no means am I a whitetail hunter and going to make fun of your whitetail if you shoot a doe. Because, oh, by the way, I shot a bunch of those, too. Where I get irritated if someone rubs that in someone else's face of, of, of what he has. Now, as I, as I say that, the only maybe contradictory thing there is when I'm giving advice on broadhead penetration, arrow flight, tracking, things like that, 
I'm not going to argue with a guy that shoots one animal yeah, every yeah, yeah, five exactly. years. It's not exactly. worth it. Now, there could be some speculation there of, oh, you're saying you're not holding it over someone's head. You always say all the time that you shoot way more animals than anyone else and you should listen to you. Well, you fucking should because I've seen a lot of arrows going through animals. You, you but have, that's what I'm. You have more iterations of what could go wrong. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. But like not holding, you know, over someone's head like my deer is way bigger than yours because, as you know, I'll shoot just about anything, right? I like shooting animals. So I, it, it's weird, but yeah, that I knew, I kind of figured cause that's the only thing I've ever that, said. That about one was, a, that yeah. ended up being a pretty controversial thing that, that kind of blew up. And then I, yeah, I, I know people could absolutely misconstrue and say, oh, well, you were bitching about that. And then now you're going to go and bubble. Uh, okay. I don't even know if that blew up. Did it? I thought when we, you and I were talking, I thought it became some big thing on on a chat form or something like that, or maybe, or maybe where I'm conflating another. No, image. I'm, I'm yeah, so no. done with chat form. Somebody asked me like, "Oh, have you been on both site ladies?" I'm like, I don't even. That isn't even on my computer anymore. I, I just I walk away from all that anymore. I, I just, yeah, I don't get on any of them. I started Rockslide. I don't get on it at all. And and my thing is is. I'm trying to be as positive as I can of a, of an influence and, and teach, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and really get people to go out there for their own reasons and have fun and comparing the, yourself to other people can get you to not have fun. Um, well, yeah. And, and the, the added, I mean, it's a very, it's, it's cliche anymore. Don't judge your behind the scenes all the details and all the work and all the hardships and all the challenges and all the limitations and all the crap and all the bullshit that you have in your life. Don't judge all that with someone else's highlight reel that you see on social media that these, these, these pictures that you don't even, you don't even, again, I, I, in the talk I talked about, you know, the the reason why I was worried about this, this talk was because my commitment, the so what factor, if I, if someone's going to sit and listen to me flap my gums or if they're going to go to my social media page. Yeah what are you getting out of it? Am, am I giving you something? There's going to be some things that I'm like, hey, cool, this happened to me. And, and, you know, you know, just, hey, let's just share like buddy, buddy, friend, you know, hey, there's this happened. But I want somebody to have something out of it. And and I don't know. It just. No, I agree because I try to do my page, um, whether it be a cool photo where they're just like, that's a cool photo. What settings did you have? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll do, Hey, here's how I set up my clicker. One may be a funny meme, you know, may yeah. people come for humor. The next one may just be an animal to look at. Uh, my stories are anything from text tips to us blowing stocks and deer. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about scoring and they're learning something or they're having some form of entertainment. I don't want it to be about me. Um, it's going yeah. to be some of it. Correct. I just want them to get, you know, it has to be cause it's my page, but like, it's also the, the blunders, right? The, you know, we had, you know, the circles, there's me, here's the deer. And then I put a little T and I put miracle in between because people can relate to that. Like Arizona, that was over the counter. You know, everybody's like, that's private, straight up OTC hunters everywhere. Um, was it right place, right time? Yeah, there's quite a bit of that. But when you compare your, uh, if I compared myself to, I don't know, pick somebody, Jocko or I don't know, I don't have the money that, that uh, Rogan. I don't have the money that Rogan has. Um, I don't have the following that he has. Um, I have ability. I have more woodsmanship. I have more field craft or whatever. I have those things. But what he wants out of a hunt is totally different than what Correct. I may want. I want an ass whooping and an animal on the ground the first three months of the season. Uh, I want a cool experience or whatever. And then we get into whitetails. 
I just want to see bucks grunting and deer hitting the ground and interaction. And it's exciting to me. I want adrenaline. I want my leg to shake when something comes in. And I get those things. You know, if somebody else gets off on shooting something small in northern Michigan, I'm not going to hold that against you. It's not my thing. I don't want to go get my ass kicked to see one deer a day. That's horrible. It can happen. I want to see a bunch of deer a day. So I try to schedule my hunts to go where I'm going to. Well, how many deer do you see a day on your land usually? Oh, on, a, sh- on a decent oh, day. Oh, yeah. No. In the stand or just period me? In the stand. Well, it depends where you go, but, but you're going to see multiple. You're yeah. going to see multiple each day. If Yeah. Generally speaking, you're going to have an opportunity to see eight, multiple deer each eight day. Eight to ten does and a, and, sure. a, and a buck in the sure. morning. or so. no, sure. uh, yeah. That's good action. I've hunted places where a doe a day is a miracle. And that's just not fun. Now- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to hunt that because I was young, I was poor, <laughs> and I didn't know anybody, and I yeah. didn't know anything. And now I'm not as poor, I'm not as young, and I have more opportunities. So, of course, I'm not going to rewind my life back to poverty in shitty hunting spots for the Just, greater yeah. good yeah, yeah. of yeah. social oh, media. Greater, but that's the thing, greater good of who and what. Yeah, exactly. And, and why. Yeah, you know, I, again, I, I I did not know. I really did. I was nervous about this talk. I, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, man, I may just, everybody might just get up and walk the, away. Because that's the thing is that the ISE, everybody's at a big hall. You know, yeah. they can either sit down and or they, they can just get up. And I was shocked that there was this many people that had this this exact line of dis, the dialogue that we're having now. How many people related to that and how tired people are becoming of just the crap. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I see it on a, maybe not a higher level, but I see it on a level. I, you know, talk you, to you companies. See, on, you see it at a personal level, A, and then you see it on a business level from a, a marketing Multiple standpoint. business levels, because not only the payee, but also the, the payer, right? I mean, I, yeah. you know, when I say payee, like I get free gear and whatever. And the thing is, if I go to um, a, a certain individual and I say, hey, um, you know, what's your X brand of choice of tree stand? And they're immediately like, dude, I've ran, pick whatever, Lone okay. Wolf forever. Yeah. On and on and on and on. Immediately, I'm like, all right, this, okay. Did you pay for them? Are you sponsored? Or I get them free now, but I bought them for years. Okay. He's legit. I'm okay. good. Right. Yeah. Like he built a relationship and he believed in it. And that, that's like me with PSC. I, I mean, that, that the first bow I ever bought was a PSC. I bought PSCs and, and just bought, and I loved them and they just shot for me and I ended up into a pro staff position and it just moved on. So it, it, legitimate, you, you've you got many years of experience with it. You know how to, you know, maybe tune it better. You know, the ins and outs and you know, the people you've dealt with have been good and it's a good deal. It's what I like. And yeah. So the guys that we get, you know, a lot are, um, Hey, you know, I've been seeing them on social media for four years promoting brand X Brand X dropped them, and they're, here they, they come. Here they come. Um, and never owned our pack, never tried our pack. We'll promote you for the total of $15,000 a year. I'm like, well, do you, don't you want to use this motherfucker? Like, don't yeah. you want to make sure it actually – I don't like that. Now, if they try it or we give them a loaner and they like it or whatever, and then we may talk, but it's it's hard for me. Like, you look at um, – well, we were talking about – uh, the Courtney Levesque and I, I don't know if they're married, but her, her husband, Steve or boyfriend, Steve, um, they're fitness freaks. They're both super athletic. 
they neither one of them have a huge amount of hunting experience out west. Um, not a ton of animals on the ground, but they're getting after it and they're trying. They're kind of geographically fucked. Oregon sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they're they're good people. They're out there getting after it. They give the info that they feel is right, which I've never seen them give bad info. And I think they're good for the sport. For example, I see others that I won't mention their name only use because they're influencers who will pay them. I've seen emails forwarded to me like, can you believe this shit? Please don't forward. And it's a blank carbon copy to eight cooler companies. Well, do you really want to take advice? Because they just took the person to pay them. As we were talking about this and this one thing that maybe I don't, maybe I just appreciate it. You know, I guess if, if this is resonating with people like it has been, then I guess the one thing that we do have to recognize and, and take comfort in is if it's resonating, it's because they're noticing. Yeah. And if they're noticing it, they're, they're, they're seeing it too. And, and, and they're, they're teasing it out. And now there's, there's some that don't, I mean, obviously there's some that don't like, Oh, that's awesome. And that's where, and you will watch these guys just flip from one product to the next, but it just, okay. Geez. Oh, Pete. And I'm not talking about the quote unquote influencers. I'm talking about their fan base. Yeah. They'll just, they will flip back and forth. Okay. There's some people out there that are like that, but probably in their lives, that's kind of how they are anyway. So it, the one thing I guess social media does allow you to do is choose who you want to be with. And I think, I think over time, the fact that people are noticing this, the fact that people are getting tired of it, I think, I think we're seeing, I hope maybe people get to choose and settle into what is real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have those inf- your quote unquote influencers, but I think people are starting to see through that. It's, it's starting to, to where I think people are starting to see through that and they they definitely are, and I, I think you know whether they uh, well we use let's pick three guys. Um, I'll be one. John Dudley will be another, and who's another one? Uh, I'm trying to think of a good person for this analogy. That's a known. I hate to bring up Eichler. I'm going to bring up Eichler, okay. not in a positive light. Um, <laughs> so you chose Eichler. Uh, well, he's the only one I could think of. Uh, so for me, I'm a gear tester. So you don't want to flip flop on gear because of what I'm using Correct. at that current line. You want to make a phone call and I'm going to tell you what I think is best. Because if you swap arrows like I do, not good. But I'll tell you which one I like the best out of all of them. Um, obviously, packs is easy. But, you know, stoves. I may use six different stoves, but I'm going to probably recommend one stove. Uh, it's clothing. I'll use a ton of different clothing. But I'm going to recommend out of the multiple types of clothing I used what's best because I'm not sponsored by the majority of these companies, meaning everybody gives me stuff and I'm going to give you the best opinion I have for the knowledge I have. You have Dudley. Dudley truly in his heart of hearts believes in Eastern Access Arrows and Nocturnal knocks, rage yeah. broadheads. Would he switch? Well, he makes his living from the outdoors and from the outdoor industry and everything he does. If rage, you know, quote unquote, drops him, I feel Dudley is going to go to another broadhead that he's going to test, verify, and that one he promotes is going to be good too. He's not going to just pick up garbage. Eichler, 
seems to promote everything now. And it drives me fucking crazy because I can't watch his TV show. This Tink 69 really got her done. I'm like, can you just shoot the fucking animal, yeah, please? But, but that's the problem. <laughs> you, when you're talking about TV shows, and then and, and, it's probably too far away from my mouth. But anyway, but yeah, that's... That, I know what you're going to say, but that's what people are catching on to. You're, <laughs> no, you are absolutely right. And that's why I just... I. I, I know. Well, look at the look and we were we'll probably have a different conversation about this here in a minute, but um, you know, with people have wanted me to have why don't I have my own podcast? I'm like, freaking hell, there's podcasts everywhere. <laughs> but if you listen to Joe, I mean, I mean he makes a good point of there's podcasts everywhere. But guess what? People can choose yeah. and, and and you give them an an, a, an alternative voice. So I'm like, all right, well maybe I'll I'll dip my toe into you know, but in the past, you know, you had, you, you got your podcast, Jay's got his podcast and I'm like, eh, do we really need another podcast where I can, but, but I, I can tell you people that listen to us, not a lot, not a lot of them listen to Jay. Correct. And vice versa. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different audience. We're but, more of a do it yourself podcast. Jay's more of a, what I would say, a, um, a governor tag holder podcast. Well, no, a, well, uh, not, well, I, I can't see that because he does, he talks no, about not, a lot of stuff. I'm not He's asking, more Western. He's, he is. He is Western glassing. That wasn't my opinion. That's what people tell me. Well, co- now, correct. Keep in mind, I have no correct. relationship with Jay. Correct. You're close to Jay. Correct. People get on Jay's podcast to me to find out how to kill the largest animal, public, private, any amount of money. Correct. Because you correct. can't say his is about glassing because we talk more about glassing than he does. No, but <laughs> but when he talks about glassing, it's it's a very this he he talks enough about it, but. You are going there. I need this piece of information to learn about this, and it's it's not it's and people complain to well, it's dry. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a uh, just let's have a podcast to podcast to just just have fun and just blah 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 blah. He has his brand. He has his 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 model, his recipe on what he likes and how he is, and he's very targeted. And he has stayed his lane. Yeah, and so people go to his podcast because they know. I'm not going to sit here. Well, look at we talked two hours now or more, three hours now, or just just brain just just talking about things that really does it matter? Probably not. But you're going to go to Jay's podcast and you're going to okay. I'm going to learn about go hunt and then getting this and then going here and glass and do it. Yes, it's a very it's a very structured where Kafaru, you've got a mix of very highly educational stuff. And then a whole bunch of bullshit, bullshit sessions. It's a completely different audience, but that's the point. But what you I'm leading up to is we crush him in downloads. Well, you might, but but you're dealing with a completely different audience. You yeah, reach not, a broader. You reach a broader. You're not getting my point. <laughs> in what part? In, in what? In what point? Why wouldn't you start one for those reasons? I'm not looking for you to defend me or Jay. <sighs> no, what I'm know, saying is, and, because, and you well, and Jay are friends, and I squelching this. quite quite honestly on Jay from my limited knowledge of Jay, I've probably had 15 text messages where he's talking shit about Kafaru forwarded to me from social yeah, media. See, I haven't heard that. So I don't care. I and it's probably they gouted him, making fun of him for using Kuyu. That person uses oh, Kafaru, yeah, and they yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah I, this is not. I don't have anything against Jay. You're defensive of Jay. You can tell that from the conversation. Because there always seems to be this thing between Kefaro and it just, it, it, there, there's so many people that try to make out a, uh, something between you and Jay. It's like, you got two different, ra- you're two different TV shows on two different networks. See, I never, I never got that between <laughs> Jay and I. Like, but there's something, like, there's something between us and Jay. Well, the fact that 
if there's ever the opposite of Aaron, it's Jay Scott. And if there's ever the opposite of Jay Scott, it's Aaron Snyder. Is from me or from other people? Just, ge- just generally in the in the ethosphere of, but the fact that you even brought him up, you know what I mean? It just, I well, brought, no, well, no, I, I brought, I, you're right. I brought him up. I, my point was, my point I was making is, again, I said it at the very beginning, Dance with the Woman Brung You. I didn't have a podcast. Jay brought me onto a podcast and yeah. he did very well for my business and I did well for his podcast. And so me coming in and say, oh man, that's a really cool thing. Well, I'm going to do that now. Yeah. Same thing with you guys. You decided you were going to do a podcast. You had me on to do a podcast and it, it worked well and it, it worked and people enjoyed it and to where initially, and I still have in the back of my mind, I'm like, am I doing a podcast just because I want to be a part of a cool kids and do a podcast? Or, am, or is a, does a podcast give me the ability to do something more than I haven't been able to do in the past? Well, previously, I didn't think so. Now, okay. So, yeah, well, first the J thing, I've never got that from anyone. No one's ever said anything like Jay's against us and we're against Jay. No, but it's always, it's almost, it's always been a from a. Well, like you said, well, we crush them in downloads. Well, okay, but you're talking about two different audiences. Yeah, but see, you took that as a defensive thing. That's nothing negative. That's saying Jay is dry, which I think Jay would agree with. Like oh, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, there yeah, to yeah, learn. Yeah. yeah, you're not. Okay, you're you're a lively person. I'm see, lively. Is, I'm lively when I'm, I'm with you. But I, I may have to come across the table and conk you in the head because you <laughs> are turning this into what you think it should be, not what I'm saying. All right, the start download over. thing. Okay. Do you come to Kafaro to get entertained? Yes. And learn some stuff here and there. Um, you know, gear, whatever, whoever guessed. You go to Jay's podcast when I said the governor's tag thing. That meant you've got a good tag. You need to learn to kill that animal. Yeah. Okay. That's all he's going to cover. Meaning that it's very this, this, this. Correct. He's hitting. Correct. Not in a negative way. That is what you go to his podcast for. Yes. When yes. I said it's- we crush him in downloads, that doesn't have anything to do with a big dick contest. That means... Well, maybe the way we're doing it is different and people want to listen to guys' bullshit. You, for whatever's well, wrong with your fucking brain. Well, because it always, <laughs> it, never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll move past it then because it was always, it always ended up being, well, what about Jay? What about Aaron? What about Jay? What about Aaron? What about, it's, that's and I think more it can, of a Kuyu thing. Yeah, there you go. And that's yeah, what. But I don't, I have no animosity towards Jay. I've never even, well, I met him once, man. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Same thing. It just, it seemed like the periphery stuff always brought you into the same damn sphere. And it was always a, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? But yeah, anyway, move, move on. Cause I did misunderstand what you were saying. Yeah. So, so, but the, the download, just look at Joe Rogan then. Right. I mean, but what I'm getting at is you need to take medication because you're talking yourself out of a podcast for reasons I can't believe. So you have a chance to start a podcast potentially make money at it to teach people what you have to travel to Colorado and some fucked up ISE show to do that you could do on a daily basis. I know I'm going to start it, but but (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to start having some conversations, but you know, to, to start, we were talking, okay, let's bring it back to Fred Eichler. He's got a, he has an overhead on that show that he has to fill and it can be difficult to, fill that overhead. Now, I'm not going to say I agree with going from sponsor to sponsor to sponsor, but I, I hate that. And quite honestly, my I idea... Even, I don't even know if he's done that. What I am saying is people are catching on that that's, it's a it's a promotional 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. against... I yeah, don't yeah. think he's jumping around. It's just that 
there's so much. I don't product need in. to hear about this, that, or the other thing. Okay. And so, and 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 well, and and we'll bring up Jay, and this isn't um to do with a podcast. With what Jay has, when you Nick, keep in mind, I've only listened to a couple of his podcasts. When people are in in search of um a specific knowledge of a specific animal or area, especially in his wheelhouse. You've got to go to a couple different podcasts because Jay's one of the only valid ones, or solidified. Oh, yeah. Or if if you want, if you're going to put in for a tag for Arizona this year, don't just go straight to his podcast. And and, and that's what I'm getting at. Just to make sure I don't get taken context. Are you going to go to Jay to listen to a tuna bow? No, never. And he'll never, never cover it. Fitness? No, he'll never cover yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Okay. Is there is a lot of room. So why were when I say crushing him in podcasts, I do more. They're more well-rounded. Not everybody hunts Arizona. Everyone's fat. Of course they're going to, you know, not yeah. tuning. Whitetails white are the most popular game animal in North America, period. Yeah. So there's a lot more people that, that hunt like whitetails in Illinois, yeah. or Eastern, or the, the, the regular whitetail versus the little it, mini whitetail. And that's what I was getting at is it's not of our podcast is better than his all right, because right. he doesn't enough. do enough, enough. And, and and I'm only still talking about this because he's, he's specialized in a very tight niche, and he's yeah. purposefully stayed that way for that's because that's what he's passionate about, and that is his wheelhouse. Exactly. And so, you know, with ours, we don't get we have a Patreon account, but you know, we didn't do this to make money. We did it because I was already on with Gritty, and enough people were pestering me, and there was knowledge I wanted to get out there that I wanted to. Well, skip around the bullshit we're talking about. If something sucks, I just want to say, guys, don't buy this, you know, and have a platform that wasn't sponsored. It's sponsored by Kafaru, but where I could just say, you yeah. don't, you don't want to do that. Exactly. You didn't have strings attached to it. Where, yeah. Yeah. And so that, and that's why we, we, we did it. it. As far as like, you know, in, in the, the big picture with you, yours, you have a way of, of breaking down animal behavior and vocalizations differently than like Jay's dry. Okay. Phelps, he doesn't get into that. He doesn't have a podcast. He does his thing and they hunt up there or whatever. What other elk podcast is there that you would listen to? I don't. Yeah. Okay. How many are out there? Probably a bunch. Negative. You don't think so? Well, it's not a think. I know. Like, fuck, there's I see a, There's enough people that talk about elk stuff. I didn't say talk. I said valid <laughs> that you would believe. Um, do you, that's a, I don't okay. know. Maybe, how many, how many elk have you known me to kill as a guest? A lot. Do I know what the fuck I'm doing calling? No. Could I have a <laughs> podcast and fake it? Probably right. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. And I could, I, the, but, I, and, and that's what I, I mean. One of the reasons I don't talk about elk calling, it's not my profession. It is yours. And I'm trying know. to I goad just, you into starting the fucking I thing. I just don't know if that many people would want to listen to me flap my gums. That's the thing. Okay, how many people <laughs> bugged you to start one after we did one? Uh, it's been it's been on it. I don't. It's it's been on and off. It's enough to where significant I've, for yeah, me. Right. Okay, so, so it's enough to make me think about doing it. And this is why I'm trying to break it down and make sure it's clarified from from the Scott thing all the way down. Is you could have one be funny or quirky or whatever you want to call your personality. Get that info out and do it at the push of a button. So. Something I'm doing it. You. I'm doing it now, and I'm releasing them inside of the Row Hunting Resources website. And, and I'm, but you could do it in a much. You've got the scalpel, and you've got the sword. 
the scalpels, row hunting resources to get people on there and listen. You got to pay for your services. The broadsword, well, something gets your crank going about the elk thing. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Have a 30-minute discussion about that. Boom. People want to learn more. They go to row hunting resources. You are a fucking horrible businessman. I it, guess I, that's why I'm a wildlife biologist. <laughs> so that's what I like for me. If I was going to go hunt, well, I don't listen to that many podcasts. I'd probably call Jay. Um, I just get his number from Correct. you and call him. Because um, again, like the, the when you start talking about a, a strip tag, okay, are you going to call me for a strip tag? No. Okay. Yeah, I've been down there once. Are you going to call me for the gear you might need? Could. Tune your bow? Arrow set up? Sure. Yep. Okay. Are you going to get a hold of Jay about strip tag? Fuck yeah. You need them both. Yeah. Right? You got to have both. Yeah. Okay. Well, what if you just can't listen to Jay? There's people that can't listen to me. They could listen to Chris. So, I mean, you're not, and I can't imagine Jay would have any anima. I want you to start one. I can't imagine he's no, any different. He's, no, he says the same thing. Yeah, so... I would start one. Mostly, I would enjoy it because I can barely, I can listen to Summer Rogans, the Stickbow Chronicles ones occasionally. Because the thing is, is when you start talking about, let's say whitetail hunting, because I, you know, I like again, I'm a good listener. I can grunt and snort wheeze and have a common sense enough to know when to do it. But let's say we're talking about pre-rut or or summer feeding panzer patterns transitioning into pre-rut. Where do you put the stands? What are the deer doing? What are the bucks? Fuck, I don't know. I, I just go sit where there's a lot of deer. You could break that down. Oh, elk, yeah. Elk calling. What would you say the number one characteristic why I've been more successful shooting, not giant elk, but a, a mixture bag of everything? Fitness would be one of them. Yeah. Being able to, even when I work construction, I Fitness lived in the woods. Fitness and your ability to shoot. Um, yeah, those two things. And then time in the woods. Even when there, I work construction, okay. I Top could, three right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, the only real. <laughs> that's, well, that's but, I mean, yeah. yeah. And so- those three things I could cover on your podcast with you, right? And you can chime in, but I can't cover elk calling. I, I can't. I mean, I I can call an elk in, but not Folks, at the you level just, you, you just are. heard him admit that live on. Well, they <laughs> said it won't be live, but what well, the thing is is no, no. I, I I called elk for for Luke. Yeah, he was amazed at how I could call, baffled, and I'm like, you should really hunt with somebody that knows how to call elk. Like, I can bugle, I can cow call, I can use a diaphragm, but it's more than tooting on a horn. It's more, I can make the most perfect bugle, but if you don't make it at the right time, or you make it too loud. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you can break all that shit down. I can't, and there's very few people that have podcasts. Again, this is, goes into the fake podcast shit. Okay, because I have killed, I'm trying to count, since I've known you, maybe 20 or so elk, you would think... I should be able to discuss that, and I could fake it, but that's you call it. What did you call it earlier? Uh, with the guy, like when somebody fraud, fake, fraud. It's fucking fraud. <laughs> I I can call well enough, but I can't call well enough where I should be teaching. I mean, I can teach some guys in the range of hey, if it, I can get some. Sh- I'm not totally fucking retarded, or oop, I can't use the R word. Totally stupid, but I always say call because you can break it down. Can Jay break it down as well as you? I'll just say no because I've listened to some of his podcasts because he works differently than you do. Correct. Yeah. It, just in general, yes. Okay. And and that's not a dig against Jay. Jay has no, no, no. That's phenomenal. Why he bring, that's why he brings me in to yeah. talk and Steve Chappell. <laughs> oh, okay. Between Steve, me, and Jay, there's three different 
types of philo- three similar but different philosophies there that, that provide a well-rounded discussion on elk call. Okay, so let's say we throw in there in the middle of that the best gear. None oh, of yeah. you fuckers can handle that. But that's not your specialty. But if I had to get thrown in the middle of elk calling, it'd be like when you and I did our seminar. You were looking at me like I had horns coming out of my ass because I said, okay, like, everybody, you <laughs> raise your hand if you'll shoot the first elk that walks in front of you. And most of the class raised their hand. And I said, okay, that's what I do. Let me tell you how I do that. And you were like, you motherfucker. I just spoke because <laughs> I thought we had a plan. I was like, what are you doing? That's not I, what we talked about. Well, I was just laughing because when you were talking about that. You know how many people still watch, look at that? Uh, I, I have it. It's on YouTube. You know how many people still watch that and, and I get, get a hold of me? about it all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Well, it was funny because it's two totally di- I am more the normal guy, right, that with elk. And I say that. I've shot a few big elk, but I'm the guy that goes out there. I try to get on a herd, big belk, raghorn, whatever comes in, probably going to shoot it and happens every year, right? And got a list B cow tag. Not going to get a lot of knowledge from me out of that, meaning, okay, like there's a challenge bark and there's a go fuck yourself bark. Hey, you're going to hear both of them while you're hunting. Can you break it down what you should do back? The only thing I know to do is bark back and hope to God it doesn't run away. How many people can you talk to that know that? In my opinion? Yeah. No. Okay. So <laughs> not accurately. But that's my opinion. That see that's what I that's what I struggle with is there's so much of this is I there's so much that I and that's why I I don't know. I I focus my effort on the row hunting resources because again, the so up factor I can put I can put an elk on video and I, and maybe this is boils it down. Let me put it this is maybe why it boils it maybe why I haven't because anybody can flap their gums. And anybody can be a fraud. You know what I mean? Anybody can flap their gums. But what I've done with the Row Hunting Resources website is I've gone out and gotten video of the elk doing it. So that way you don't have to argue with me. With a podcast. But I'm about to pump your tires a little bit. As time has gone on, okay, and some of the things, I still don't give a shit if it's an estrus call or not. It brings elk in and that's all that matters. But when you live where I did in Genesee, there's seven herds at one time around my house off the porch. You start to see things that as you're paying attention to, where I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck that up before. Huh. That makes more sense because of calls I've made or, or whatever. Or again, like I remember reading on both site, Big Dan, just get in close and blow the bugle. Well, maybe where you hunt, right? But in general, I've done that and, and bulls take off because even in that close proximity, because even though you're within 100, or, or even, in one case, 60, if that bull's tuned up on a cow, and, and that cow's an ester, so she's hot, it, it's going to be, especially on over-the-counter, heavily hunted land, the chances of that bull coming out 100% of the time are zero. 50, maybe, more well, than I, most likely. In my opinion, single digits. Yeah, okay. I was going to say less than 25% in my experience. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a sneaky fucker for a fat guy. I've gotten in close. I quit doing it. I, I, now, yeah. when, when Brian and I called in that bull, that bull was pissing on himself, beating up trees. You knew he yeah. was coming. Yeah. But he's over there nosing a cow. He's trying to get laid. He just ran him off. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. And he, what's that uh, bull when they heard, uh, there's a call they make and get all the cows together. Uh, oh, glunking? No, it was kind of a, kind of a bugle. Anyway, he herded up the fucking elk and got out of there, all the cows. And I was sub 50 yards. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's an actual call. It seems like when they hurt them up, there's a specific kind of tone or whatever they hit. Again, I I could be pulling that out of my ass. It just seemed that way. But 
it left raghorns around. And what did I shoot? Shot a raghorn. <laughs> now, can I teach someone out of that? I can say, hey, it doesn't always fucking work. But after yeah. that. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah, I, I hear what you, I, trust me. I hear what you're saying. That's why I'm going to start doing some more of them. And yes, the, the thing that just makes me cringe about this conversation is my wife is going to be like, I told you, I told you, I told you. What have you been doing when I told you? Well, I, I remember <laughs> conversations you and I have had about camo or clothing. Yeah. And you were like the most inquisitive guy about your clothing because most guys just listen to what I tell them. You're not that way. You'll listen, but then you pick it apart and you go figure it out on your own or whatever. And um, what were we talking about recently? Uh you were wearing the, is it the Sanctuary? Oh, the yeah, First yeah. Light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I'm, up to. I'm not going to the Sheep Show. I'm getting a lot of shit from the Lancasters right now. Um, I bet you I are. pulled a hamstring. So um, with like the, the Sanctuary, it's a it's the heavy, or whatever it's called, the white tail line from- Yeah, yeah. First um, Light. From First Light. Yep. And I think you sent me a message because I was getting cold, and I've already used the Sanctuary. Yeah. I get cold in both because I just get cold. Um, but you dissected it and you're oh, warm. Yeah. You, you love that. My feet. Oh, get yeah. Cold. When I say I get cold, I got to preface my feet get cold. Okay. In my then, hands. then that's not going to do a damn thing for you. Yeah. But it's, if it, your body gets cold, geez, oh, Pete, you're a cold blooded sucker because yeah. that thing is the, it's a, it's the most warm. But oh, yeah. yeah. But thinking about it, what you could talk about, right? Stand placement, blind placement. Dude, there's calling. There, I, I trust me. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but people need this is what I'm getting at. Like you, I, but I know how you're worse than an engineer or a, a, a well, not an engineer is the right word. You'll break it down and in 10 years you might yeah, start Yeah, but does, does someone want to sit there and look? Because it's going to be, this talk here, I, I sat there and I started in on it. You should see my notes. 50,000 people listen it's to this one. My, th- that pre, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah. They're not I, listening to just me. I told you, you could have a picture of toilet paper in the background and 20 people would message you like, dude, what toilet paper is that? <laughs> um, no, but it's like a four hour the problem is, is I overthink things. I, in my opinion, no. I overthink things. No way. I, I know. I don't believe that. But, <laughs> but does anybody want to sit there and listen to me flap my gums about? We'll have responses from this. Yeah, they, yeah. People pestered Luke to start a podcast. He can't kill time, but he's funny, and, and so people <laughs> want to hear him. What do you get on a podcast for? Uh, for me, it's it's got to give me information. Okay. That's and what do me. other people get on? Kill time and just it, entertainment. It, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. And I know that. And I you can that. do both. We've winged it. Right. We, we've got we it. We just did for what? How many hours? Yeah. So what did people <laughs> learn from this? Probably really the only thing they, is to take a step back and look at the industry in general. You know, they it, may not learn anything else. Critically, they, critically look at those that you follow. Critically look at yourself and just don't get caught up in the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, don't, and just don't be fake. That could be more important than an arrow setup. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So I, I just think that um, I don't know, man. It would be it would be worthwhile. And the thing is, too, is like if I go down a turkey hunt with you, that's a podcast right there. You know what I mean? That's oh yeah. You know because we go on a hunt. It, people, I mean, if we don't do one, we get hounded for it. Now, is there going to be people that don't like you? But yeah, block them. That's what I do. It simplifies things. Fuck. If if you're on here to bitch about me, then get the fuck off, and I block them. But Truly, there's going to be a, a large amount of people that value the way that you come across on the podcast. And so you, you should do it. And again, there's, yeah, there's lots of other podcasts. There's a reason why there's a certain number that are always at the top. 
it, and, and it's fair, believe me, fair enough. Yeah, it's it's certainly not from advertising because no one on a nobody advertises. I, I will, I'm, and and I don't want to sound corny on that, but that a large part of it has been that I, I just in the podcast world, two people have been the number one and number two. Uh, how do I want to put it? I have been in the podcast world because of you and because of Jay. Mm-hmm. It seemed in my in my mind, it seemed rude for me to then. We're both telling you to do it. Though, I know. So there that. you go. But the other thing too, though, is that you have to. You're looking at it very one sided. It's an outlet for me to send people to. I I understand that, but <laughs> I, you you my wife she's blowing up my phone right now about the fact that yeah, it, I am a horrible business person. I yeah I I like to I I I. I geek out on my wildlife biology and behavior and management and all that type of stuff. And I just suck at, you know, if you want to convert it to money, that's not me. But that's the thing is, is if this is going to take my time, it's well, got to. Dude, it's better than what I do. And I make everyone else money. I don't know. I'll probably, I, I, I am, I'm going to be doing more of them. I have a couple on the website now. I'm, I've gotten to the point now where I don't know. I, I, I think she said it. Um, you've said it. Jay has said it. I probably should have a publicly ex- accessible podcast and then the in-depth detailed one in the website because I'm not at this point right now, I am not interested in trying to just go down the advertiser route to try to make it worth my I, I, I can't stand what what I would do world. is just in each podcast highlight what module they should listen to that pertains to that and you don't need and, to do two uh, yeah that, that may be the that case. would do it it would save your life some and and you know as far as like with um on on jay's podcast when he you guys can bounce back and forth one of the reasons i've never entertained getting on his and i don't know he sent me a maybe somebody asked him a question what are we going to talk about right like there's not a, it, it, if if there was going to be any conversation to be like well tell us about you yeah. I mean, that's but which doesn't need to happen. But I think me having him on mine oh, yeah. would be much better because he's not going to want to ask me about gear because he probably doesn't give a shit. He's got his gear and it works. Well, and mm-hmm. he's not even complete. He's not even remotely going to be using the gear that you're talking about. He's talking about Arizona and Mexico and. The but ge- I was just down there. We could have yeah. somewhat of a conversation. Correct. But it's not. It would be needed. much more valuable. It it would be a much more beneficial much more beneficial yeah uh it would be a better conversation because you would be talking to people say eastern whitetail hunters or whoever that are thinking about going to arizona they've never even heard of jay or what yeah. he does and op- i mean it would be a better so what conversation does that tell you there's room for you to start one because if i can't be on his because it sucked but he could be on mine and be good that tells you there's room for more and and i'm not saying that talking down to myself i just i just don't know that would I just feel bad if I just completely crushed you and blew you out of the <laughs> That's funny. Um, the good thing is about with uh, with the podcast, though, as far as like the cream does rise to the top. And so I think you would do a lot better than maybe you're overanalyzing starting one. And, and I mean, people will comment on this. You'll see it. People are going <laughs> to we'll, ask for we'll you fi- to start. We'll, we'll find out. People are either going to be like, oh, please, dear Lord, no. We, no, we, believe we, me. We, from can, the, we can we can handle one every six months, dude. People listen to the first one. It was three hours long, dude. What is this one? Uh, if you well, run there you the go, whole three thing, three hours, three oh six. We'll run the whole thing. We got nothing to edit. I don't have anything. Whatever. Um, there's uh, but if somebody's gonna listen to a three hour podcast, 
I mean, it's a fucking audio book, right? There's a reason for it. And so, and it may be just to laugh at us goofing around, but again, when you, I, when I know guys are listening to it because they listen to part of it on the way to work and they call me on part of it, they call me on the way back, they call me on part of it and talk to me, and then they call me on the way again the next day, you have trapped that audience. Not trapped because they're not buying anything. You have, you have, you have encapsulated that opposite. They, they want to listen to you. And again, with Jay, they're not listening because he's a barn burner of a, of a comedian. He's got info they need. It's packed. It, and, yeah. and get, but yeah, get your pen and paper out and take yeah, some notes. Exactly. And that's, they're getting on there informational and you get on Rogan's for both. You know, when he has, what's that DS guy's name, the big dude? You're not oh, learning yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He's not just a, fucking funny, yeah, right? Yeah, and he absolutely. gets all out of control and whatever. So I think, though, like if you, you know, had one, um, you could, like, what was that big high country mule deer you shot? What, score? 190-something? Yeah, 195. Yeah, okay. How many high country mule deer have you killed? One. Okay. <laughs> how did you get that deer? Spot and stock. No, but I mean, how did you, did you find him early? Did oh, you spot him uh, that day? Oh, it, he was my consolation. I've got the whole video. If people want to see it, it's on YouTube. That high country muley hunt is on there. But yeah, no, the year before, I'm in my elk camp, my high country elk camp. The year before, I look up on the mountain and here's a bedded bachelor group of just freaking giants 300 yards from camp. And I'm like, okay, how many people could relate to that story? A lot. Yeah, but it's on YouTube already. Doesn't matter. I've never <laughs> fucking listened to it. And I do this for a living. I've never, <laughs> I saw it on both sides or something. So that's what I mean. You I, overanalyze. But see, that's the thing. And, and maybe I do because one of the things on social media that drives me absolutely ape, sh- ape, you know, ape shit crazy or bad shit crazy is the people that post Jeez, oh freaking eighteen photos of God, the same deer. Freaking Lee. Oh, here, here's my here's my buck. You know, throwback Thursday, 2017. <laughs> okay. Okay, dude, all you're doing for that picture is look at me, look at me, look at oh, look at oh, don't forget about me. Oh, can I get it? Give me a like. Oh, don't forget I'm here. I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here. Get give me a like. It's I like, bet I don't dude, do Dude, I don't give a shit. What I, are you giving yeah, me? I know. Yeah, no, I don't I don't do those. Just, and, and, every and, now listen, and then I'll throw the wrong day in to be a smart ass. And, and I'm guilty of it because I started down that road when I was trying to build, you know, I was because I thought that's what needed to be done. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's such bullshit. But take your brain out of it, of the equation. <sighs> Not everybody watches YouTube. If we talked about <laughs> Who that. Who doesn't watch YouTube? Okay, well, all right, people- Post on the when we post this up on Kafaru Cast. Let us know if you've heard the mule deer story or not. You're gonna nah, be fair, surprised. Fair enough. Or or how about okay? Here's the legit question for audience here. <laughs> well, Joe talked about this on his podcast. I like watching his podcast. It's it's dude. It's I don't remember who said this. It's Oprah from Men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, legitimate. I enjoy watching them. And so part of what I've been doing is recording them and videoing them and putting them on the, on my, you know, as a video, yeah. there's other people who said, Oh, do you put that on YouTube? I'm like, well, okay, I, I don't know. It, Whatever, I, just yeah, don't, I, get I it. just don't know. I don't want to, I just don't want to waste people's time. Well, you know what and they do is they just don't listen to that episode. I know that. But if I'm going to, if I'm going to put the time, well, the cool thing though, is with the podcast, it's just an hour, right? Just. Talk for an hour, half hour, doesn't take that. This one, these these Since are the longest when ones. when have you listened to me talk for an hour? Yeah, good point. But if you just have to have somebody keep you under control, but like that that mule deer hunt, giant mule deer, you're an elk guy. Yeah. 
saw a mule deer on it, put it on, put it in for right. the, the tag next, next year. year. Yeah. So the next year I'm like, I'm going to come into elk camp with a, with a tag. I'm going to hope to find this giant. And you capitalized. No. Well, you said as a consolation, you shot a 190 inch deer. I'd say you. Correct. The other good. one was over 200 <laughs> inches and, and, he, and I blew the, blew the opportunity, but it, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a great story. It's a great video. It's, it's, it's just a fun video. And I just remember seeing the buck thinking that's a 190 buck. That thing's a tank. That's a good yeah. buck. Um, that was on, on both sides, but you have to, the trends of the outdoor community and we'll get off this after this back in the day, there was magazines, yeah. right? Okay. Then was what? Well, TV. Okay. But magazines were technically probably the written word was probably before. Oh, blogs. Yeah. No, I'm talking way back. Oh. Written word was probably, well, it was It was out. spoken word. Yeah, it was yeah. spoken word, storytelling. Then it went to written word. Written. And then TV. You know, Bear was one of them yeah. amongst many others. Okay. And then as time went on, they forums started, things yep. like that. Okay, forums are kind of dying out. And then it went to social media. Social media will die, or not dying out, slowing down. People went to podcasts. Ryan Avery told me six years ago, podcasts would take over everything but XFM radio. I think he's right. How many people listen to radio anymore compared to how many listen to podcasts? Yeah, no. Stream, it's, yeah, no. It's, so when you listen to music, you're listening to be entertained, right? Yeah. Okay. I listen to an audio book because it's a different form of entertainment. So as you break this down, and I'm trying to get you to wrap your own head around yourself, that mule deer story was told a long time ago. The well, YouTube, okay. Keep well, going. meaning keep going. on when I first no, no, saw no, it. keep going, keep going, because I have something that I think you might be interested in. And then, but as your social media status grows, or as you're more well known, you're getting new people listening to that every day of that deer. So it's not like if somebody's already heard it, they just don't listen. The people that haven't, they listen, and then the newcomers coming to your podcast. Believe me, we get it every day. I have guys that literally will eat up all 200 and some podcasts in a week and a half, two weeks. They'll listen to them straight through, and then they highlight ones that they listen to again. So it's not as cut and dry as you probably think it is. <clears throat> probably not. So anyway, we should probably yeah, stop talking. I'm starving, and I got to go buy my wife kombucha because I drink hers. Well, what you were just talking about, that's, yeah. that is one of the things I'm going to do on the website is the, the – you know, Joe's got his uh, his fight companion. Yeah. And then Andy Stumpf has got his uh, tactical asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that just cracked me up because at right as he was he launched that, we started what I I'm gonna just gonna it's the hunt companion. Yeah. And I'm just gonna start talking about people want to hear the story or the backstory of certain hunts or I've got just shit with all the content that's on YouTube now. Yeah. Videos. It it's just a constant barrage of hey, did you see this? You know, this video, this video, that video. What do you? Th well, I, I can I can respond to them individually, but I think I think I think I'm gonna just start talking. About like, all right, let's have a conversation. Go watch that video, and let's go watch it. What can we learn from? I'm not gonna criticize somebody's techniques or yeah. you know their their strategies or calling, but but let's actually look at the elk that's coming in, and let's what you know what can we actually learn from the setup? What can we learn from what that elk is doing and the response to the calling, and what was the actual response to the calling versus the. I think it, I think it'll be fun, and I, I hear what you're saying, and I need to make it happen. It's just yeah. Well, it doesn't take much. A couple of mics, and well, I've got see, I've got it already. I just need to get my ass in the chair. Excuse me, I've got to get my butt in the chair and actually do it. And so that's now that deer season's done, the ISC show is done. 
There's yeah. no excuses. I just got to make it happen. No kidding. Okay. No, that's good. And and for the record, so nothing taken out of context, I have zero issue with Jay Scott. <laughs> right. Most of that was Brandon Burns and I hate each other. And then me singing this song doesn't matter. Um, he is buddies with Kuyu. He's a serious Kuyu leg humper. I'm obviously a Kafaru leg humper. So there was... And I and, and I become and I'm friends with you and with Jay. So yeah. I become this like singular point between the two spheres. Why I heard both sides. Why I ended up getting yeah. Well, but I was gonna say I don't think I've ever said anything bad about Jay. No, no. And yeah. Jay's never said anything bad about yeah. you either. But people I, try to make it that way. It would be like, oh, oh, did you hear? And he's like, what happened? What's going on? Yeah, I, I've never. I've heard people tell me a couple things. I've asked you, and you're yeah, like, yep, yep, no. Yep. But yep. I haven't thought about Jay Scott and quite some time so no exactly because all that because that whole controversy thing just kind of died down it was just this weird bad word usage um but what was jason's gone now yeah yeah, that's a lot of the reason you know so again um i think with jay because i send people to jay all the time um you know yeah um just because it's shit i don't want to it's not my thing right i mean so just because i don't want to get a bunch of whatever I have no issue, and what he does is great. He makes crack towards Kafaru because I think people goad him into it, and they send me that to goad me into it, but I don't give a shit, right? I mean, he is so in-depth with Kuyu, right? He he probably pisses Vias, oh, right? Correct. I mean, he, and ble- he bleeds that company. Yeah, and so, and obviously, I bleed multiple companies. I use all kinds of shit, right? I get along with Barco, so Sitka is my thing, and... Obviously, with the little dwarf Brendan hating me and talking shit about me all the time, there's going to be some issues. But I don't, I don't have any issue with Jay at all. I think he's a great dude from for what he does and what I know of him. Oh yeah, um, great guy. Yeah, and I didn't when I said the crushing his numbers. That was to prove a point. I don't. I'm not trying to compete with anybody on. Well, I do love it that I crush Gritty's numbers. Um, after that, I don't <laughs> give a shit. Um, it. Uh, no, you. I, I. I misunderstood where you're going with it. Your point is taken in the fact that you're, you're covering a wider audience and, and getting a. You, you provide a different. You provide a different experience for a different person for a dip, for a per, different purpose for a different audience. And and from what I know of Jay, he's not looking for numbers. He doesn't give a no, shit. No, he he's doing and, it because he loves to do it. And we're not looking for numbers either. We just happen to have a vast amount of <laughs> different characters that come on the the podcast. We'll have you one minute and. Gaethje the next who's you know yeah. fighting right yeah. and so just more people have shit to listen to but yeah, yeah no n- not nothing like that at all so cool man well I appreciate you coming on I told Amy oh, yeah. this is probably going to be a long one I didn't lie that might be a record and I, that's what I told Kelly too and she's blowing it she's like because I'm supposed to be headed home and we've got critters back home that need to get fed <laughs> and it's a five hour drive for me so it's going to be late and she's like what the <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. She's out here working, and so here I am, jaw jacking with you. So, uh, well, I appreciate you com- coming on and everything you do, and definitely get a podcast going. I think uh, no, I appreciate your friendship, brother. I, I I enjoy this. I just wish we didn't live so far apart where we could just hang out a little bit more. But I will. I'm actually hoping to get back out here in a couple weeks to do some more filming and, and some elk stuff. Um, so yeah, no, we'll we'll make this happen again, brother. Cool, sounds good, man. Take it uh, easy. You too.